Holman, how you feeling after uh, this last episode? You're Woo! Uh... <laughs> party! Yeah, I love it. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's like how I was on Saturday. You were uh, you were a little excited. It was it was a good time. Yeah. I'm uh, happy that we had everybody come out. I want to thank everyone for coming out and our friends at Deck and Nissan and. Oh my God! All the Motor Trend staff and your Truck Trend staff and how about, everybody uh, else. How about Jack, our winner of the uh, deck contest? Cool dude, cool dude. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, Ben, our listener Ben, who uh, deck actually flew out, which was pretty cool too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We had quite a few people. Omar hung out and uh, yep. busted your balls for a little while. And then that was uh, cool. Also, other Ben from Deck who came out in place of Greg. So we still have to hang out with Greg sometime. Yeah, I, I think uh, Greg owes us some beers, or we owe him beers, or something. I don't yeah, know. something. We, gotta, well, we can just make it together. It's all good. Yeah, yes. yeah I, I'm not. T- I'm not keeping score or anything. But Greg, we got to hang out, buddy. You are keeping. And score. Let's yeah, be honest. Absolutely. Yeah, All right. Well, we want to thank Nissan for helping us put everything together and coming out and uh, showing off the trucks and stuff. It was fantastic. Maybe you're looking for the highest ranked large light duty pickup in initial quality. Say that. Powers. Oh my God. I can barely get that out. Well, what that means is that the Nissan Titan crushes. It was definitely the uh, most uh, reliable pickup in initial quality survey by JD Power uh, and comes with a five year, 100,000 mile warranty that you will not ever use. Nope. Most likely. I mean, yeah, probably not. You not know why? Reliable. Reliable. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and uh, JD Power says so. It must be true. And you know what else you can't break? What? Your decked system in the bed of your Nissan Titan or Frontier or Envy Van. I like that. By the way, did you see the deck system in the back of our Envy Van? Yes. Here at the party? Yes. You guys have abused the living <laughs> daylight out of it. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And yet- no problem. And it still rolls buttery smooth. You know what's interesting is that you can roll the drawers out. And I know the deck, I, Greg would probably tell us not to, but you can roll the drawers out and use them as steps. Like they're that you stand sturdy. in them. Yeah. Stand in them. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. No, but you I could. Mean, you're supposed to stand on the deck system, right. but yeah. Here's what we should do. Okay. We should go to the San Diego Zoo and we should steal an elephant. How and much then does an elephant weigh? We should. I, I don't know. Maybe more than 2,000 pounds. You know what's funny I is know. I bet the deck system is over-engineered and can take more than 2,000 pounds. There's no such thing as over-engineering, only under-engineering. And decked is not under-engineered. Is not under-engineered, <laughs> exactly. All right, so uh, NissanUSA.com, decked.com. Check out our sponsors. And uh, what do you say? We start the show! And what do you say we start the show? <laughs> I was just hanging and out to try. What do you say we start the show? The truck show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with the truck show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The truck show, the truck show, the truck show, oh, oh. It's the truck show <laughs> with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. You were much too loud that time. Why? You always say I'm loud, but then... Well, I had to reach up and kind of pot you down a little bit, and you still cut through. Ah, good, good for me, man, because <laughs> I've always listened to the edits, and I'm like, I'm not too loud. No, well, that time I think you could be heard. I just like to be part of the fabric of the of the intro. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to like peek through. Why? You know what I mean? Why? That way they know that there uh, well, there's live action happening here. Well, what what do you think? We're on tape? 
Are we on tape? <laughs> Who's we're, on tape anymore? We're on Memorex. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow, we are old. Yeah, there's a flashback. You're like, yeah. what, are, what are the two old guys talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, all the 17 year olds out there are going tape. That's something they that know. I, they're not idiots. My kids even know what a cassette that, is. That's you know something I mean? that holds my Amazon box. Now, together. however, I know so kids know what cassettes are. You know why? Because there's a, a couple hip hop acts that have put out cassettes. You know, kind of retro. And then stuff. on eBay, people had to go find cassette players. Uh, Walkman. Yes. I probably you have a drawer can, full of them. You can actually buy a cassette boombox on. On Amazon, nice. pretty pretty darn cheap. I remember the first time my oh, dad dude. got a cassette boombox. It was bad. So you know that the guy I always like to talk about my one of my favorite hip hop artists, Yellow Wolf, uh-huh. right? And his teaser on Instagram, which is about two minutes long, he sits back and he's got a, like a, a piece of wood, like a log, and he sets a boombox on the on the log. Okay. And he takes his he takes a cassette and he goes, "This is my brand new song." And he slides it in. But it's backwards, so it doesn't fit, because there's only one way you can slide a cassette in? Uh, no. Okay. He, he slides it in, close it, And then when you press on. play, it eats the tape, and then like all the tape unravels that from the was, cassette? That happened to you and I, but not to him. Okay. I, I can't remember if he's smoking or he throws a match on it, and it lights it. had already. You didn't know this until you throws a, he throws a, a, a match Ooh, on it. I know, I know. And it lights on fire. It recorded. It was from his answering machine. No. And it recorded over his mixtape that he got from his girlfriend. Mm. Negative. That happened to you. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay. Do we all make mixtapes? We all did, right? Everyone um, makes mixtapes. Our age, yeah. I would yeah, imagine. Okay. okay, so it's playing, and it's the song you get about uh, 30, 40 seconds into it, and the, the boombox. And now you're just waiting to see when are the flames going to scorch this boombox until the recorder just stops playing. Okay. And it's more flames, more flames. And he's sitting with his boots up because he's got some crazy-ass boots he always Does he wears. ever sing? Uh, does he sing? No. Oh. He sits back in his chair and he just watches and smiles as his boombox goes up in flames. And at some point, it just goes... And that's a song? And then well, you only get about 45 seconds into the song. So is it a teaser it the for thing. the actual song for coming the up? the actual song coming oh. up, exactly. That's a jam, man. And he lights the log and up goes the boombox! And there it goes. That was the best thing that happened to that song. (laughs) How dare you? Oh, dude, that's... uh, Yeah, no, I'm not a fan. Sorry. (laughs) Not not doing anything for me. You don't like his uh, Slumerican style? Nah. nah, You're missing out on the Yellow Wolf. I like a lot of weird stuff. That does not rank on my list. Mm. Sorry, I know you're a big Yellow Wolf fan, but... uh, You know he drives a a box Chevrolet. I I do know that. You like Atmosphere? It's a blank. You don't even know who Atmosphere is. I have no idea. <sighs> man, you're you're asleep, man. You don't know what's up. Yeah, that's true, and I'm totally fine. You got, you're not down with Slug. No, nah, got nothing. Got nothing. <laughs> I'm down with OPP. Yeah, Did you, you know, know me. me? <laughs> God. Oh man, there's a lot of truck news. You got a pile of paper over there. Can we get to it? Yeah, listen to all this paper. <laughs> what's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh! Uh, well, I think you pegged the meter on that one. I'm looking at the uh, board right now. Let me hear you talk. Uh, uh, yeah, I screamed a little loud. Wow. I, did you see was, that? It be, was it because it's been a couple weeks since you had a chance to do I, that? Or I, what did a, uh, I did a Mike Condor. Oh, you don't that... know my so so uh, when I was growing up, there was a kid around the block. Uh-huh. His name was Mike, and his last name was Condor. Okay, Condor, like the uh, the like bird. the bird. Mm. And when he would yell, he would 
grab his ass, both hands on both cheeks, and he, uh-huh. would, he would do this. He would go like this. He'd go, I, Why are you doing it again? It's the exact same thing you just did a second ago. Well, I, just, I wanted to uh, illustrate. But yeah. I'm here. I don't need the illustration. I, I got it the first time. Uh, it was just funny. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So, shout out to my condor of the house. <laughs> Do you ever talk to him anymore? Uh, no. no, when, no. I, was, I was wondering if you ever went to uh, visit him and his family. If, nope. If that's I, how you introduced yourself know, to his wife. I don't know. I, his his mother follows me, and <laughs> okay, she's probably odd. hearing this. It's super <laughs> that's weird. Odd. I don't know. What's up? Okay. What's up, Donna? All right. <laughs> that's his mom. Donna Condor? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Donna Condor I sounds- I forgot his dad's name. What is his- uh, Stan. His dad's oh, name was Stan. Oh, I thought it was Eagle. Nope. Stan. Oh, yeah. See, there he goes. Stan. And then they had Laura uh-huh. and Katie. And the other, his younger brother, what was his name? I don't know. It doesn't matter. No one knows these people. <laughs> no idea. Right, so let's get this, some truck How news. about some truck news? Yeah, please. Uh, Nissan finally- Why would you waste so much time talking about some kid from uh, your past? I have no idea. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, we're out of the studio for like a few days and you just had a meltdown. Oh, I was so drunk was at off the Off the rails. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> How are you drunk at the party? You didn't even have booze. I, I might just have snuck dr- in some- Okay. Uh, Maybe you're drunk off well, uh, you know. our listeners and the vibe. Mm-hmm. The vibe was the vibe was awesome. Yeah. Uh, a few weeks ago, we me talked- and Omar were drinking behind the DJ booth. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I thought you were smoking cigarettes and drinking behind the bleachers out back. <laughs> yes. You know. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, a few weeks ago, we saw the Nissan Titan spy photos. Uh, okay. Of the redesigned 2020 Nissan Titan. Oh, oh, tell me more. And uh, today, Nissan finally admitted that that truck is on its way. It's been what seems like uh, 80 some odd episodes we've been waiting for this thing. <laughs> so the new truck's out. Uh, we obviously saw the interior. has the big uh, a big screen in it, which is super cool. It looks like maybe a 10-inch-ish or something like that. Okay. Uh, so it's getting an interior upgrade. Uh, truck's getting a, a facelift. And Can, Do you remember, um, to put you on the spot, the, the, the screen, was it... Was it sixteen by nine? Was it yeah? More, it, it, was it, it wasn't vertical, like a Ram, like it a was, Tesla. No, it was definitely a, like landscape mode okay, versus portrait good. mode. I personally, I per, I prefer that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a landscape guy. Uh, yes, you are a <laughs> landscape guy. Um, I just you have you know, no grass. I, I, How can well, you be a landscape? No, guy? no, no. But I'm the guy who's always when people are shooting video and they're holding their phone oh, vertically. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, whole turn your thing. freaking video yeah, sideways. Yeah, but Instagram ruined that for all of us. It did. Yeah. Well, because Snapchat started it, yeah. and all the kids Snap- were holding their phone. Cared about and then, and then Instagram, who's owned by Facebook, said right. we're going to snuff Snapchat, right. which of course they we're, didn't do. Like the cockroaches you are, and then and that then was, they yeah. went to vertical video, and it just. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. Yeah. So back to the Titan. But there's some sad news for uh, some some Nissan Titan enthusiasts. Oh no! No more regular cabs. Oh. Oh no! Regular cabs are going away, so it'll just be the uh, the king cabs and the crew cabs. Mm. And uh, the Nissan XD, uh, there have been a lot of rumors about whether it was going to be killed off, whether it was going to uh, continue on. Uh, happy to tell you, the Nissan XD, the Titan XD, will be continuing on for 2020. However, no more Cummins five liter V8 option. Oh. Really? Yeah. So that kind of sucks. So uh, did ni- we see that coming? Uh, I mean, there are rumors about it, and I think at the end of the day, Nissan is just streamlining their truck offerings to what sells the most, and mm-hmm. and making it easier for dealers to uh, to offer the trucks. And right now, it's it's all crew cab V8s, uh, gas V8s. I mean, I got to be honest, that's typically what I see yeah. on the highway. Although I've seen quite a few Cummins XDs and people who love it. Everybody I know who has one is like, I love that truck. I love. It's got to be one of the most underrated trucks. So if you want to get a Nissan Titan and you want to get a Cummins diesel, you have until December. They're going to stop uh, production in December. So you still have a few more months. There's probably a ton of incentives. Nissan would love to sell what they have, I'm sure. Um, 
Raising my hand. I'd like a deal on one, please. Mr. Uh, we could uh, probably, Mr. and Mrs. Nissan. We could probably make that happen. Okay. But here's the deal. Great truck. It's just the great truck nobody knows about, you know, and, and it's so underrated. So, I mean, I obviously just, our, our listeners know about it. I know, but, but I wonder why. We've talked about this before. Like, it really is such an awesome freaking truck. Yeah. I don't know why it didn't cut through. I mean, it's just you look at the marketing budget of Nissan as a smaller manufacturer and not, you know, versus a, a Ford or a Ram or a Chevy with these massive budgets. And, um, you know, they kind of let their old truck get a little bit long in the tooth. The 5.0 and so is just from that. such... It's a, such a good size, and it's such a. The, it's just a great. It's just yeah, it's, yeah, so it's good. just good. It's good. So I'm a little bit mm. disappointed by that, but happy the XD is coming back. The XD Gas is actually a really great truck, um, and you get I believe it was more payload anyway with it because it's the gas lighter. powertrain lighter. Yeah. Okay, all right. So that's the silver lining. Uh, speaking of uh, big giant honking engines, uh, you may remember that Ford recently announced uh, the 7.3 gas engine. Yes, there is and some I th- some excitement around that. And then some people who who do podcasts may have said seven three in the same breath as six seven and said seven three diesel. Uh, he's an idiot and is apologizing right now for that. Right. Yeah. Uh, he meant seven three gas. So uh, I'm going to. Uh, this is going to be my penance. This is your second time apologizing. I, I for got. This. It. I know okay. because I feel bad because you know yeah. not. Maybe you didn't hear the this first. This is time. like you. This is like me and Emmy. Like I've yeah. apologized yeah. like 85 yeah. times to Emmy. Uh, it's, I think part of it is I keep getting emails on it as people are catching up. They're like, "Hey, you know, you said seven three six seven. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I already yeah. apologized." Okay. All right. So anyway, I, uh, this is my penance. So I'm going to finally give you the horsepower and torque numbers. Wait, wait, wait. Ford foreshadowed that this would be best-in-class horsepower and torque. And uh, let me refresh your memory. The 6.4 Hemi V8 offered in the 2019 Ram Heavy Duty is 410-429. The all-new 6.6-liter gas V8 offered in GM's Heavy Duty trucks. By the way, um, why is it the same displacement as their diesel? I don't know. And and they came out and they said, six. Oh, it doesn't go on forever. No, you just ran out. (laughs) You ran the tempo. All right, all right. So the 6.6-liter GM... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 401 and 464 solid but Ford said oh look at your little 6.6 here's a 7.3 that's 430 horsepower and 475 pound feet of torque <laughs> no no now you clap oh, oh or, okay, or it's yeah, the, yeah, the game yeah, show music yeah, oh yeah there you go yeah, Seriously, <laughs> 43475 from a 7.3 liter big block gas V8 best in class Pretty awesome in the new Super Duty. Uh, Ford says the 7.3 is designed for maximum durability in the harshest environments given that our customers live and work in these conditions every day. The engine has the largest displacement in its class and designed to provide benefits in key areas like power, durability, ease of maintenance, and total operating costs. Yeah, buddy! The new uh, engine is overhead valve, and it uh, generates power low in the rev range. And How uh, low? Do we know? Super low. Although it doesn't say what percentage, <laughs> it doesn't say what percentage the uh, torque comes in at, uh, you know. But it peaks at four thousand RPM. But I bet it's ninety percent. It's probably somewhere like fifteen hundred or something. Right. I don't have that in front of me, but it should Would be. Would it be as low as the diesel? No, probably not. Right. But that's why you have such, you know, that much more displacement is right. is you got it. It's just not working as hard as right. a smaller gas engine, <clears throat> GM66. <laughs> the engine also has a variable displacement oil pump, extra large main bearings, and a durable forged steel crankshaft. Piston cooling jets manage high temperature under heavy loads. They also say a dyno certified version of the new 7.3 will produce 350 horsepower and 468 pound-feet of torque. 
and that'll be uh, standard in the F450 chassis cab, F550, F600, F650, F750, all their big chassis cab and commercial all the way vehicles. Up. Okay. Um, basically, all of the uh, consumer models uh, and some of the chassis cabs up to F600, they'll have the 10-speed torque shift. What about uh, payload and towing? Well, uh, Ford hasn't spilled the beans yet, so uh, we're still waiting for those uh, ratings to come out. But uh, rest assured, Ford is not sitting around waiting for somebody to beat them on that. So I would imagine uh, they're going to be very, very significant. What do they do last minute if they run into a struggle and they can't beat the competitor? Like, I mean... I've never seen that happen. <laughs> I mean, I've always... <laughs> but how can they know what the competitor is doing? So what if, what if, you know, Ram, GM, uh-huh. they come out with the... They all have spies. Mm. Corporate espionage. They usually have a pretty good idea. Plus, they all share a lot of the same suppliers and this and that. People in Detroit talk. It's a small town. Ah, it's a small city. Everybody works for an automotive manufacturer. They all have beers together at the end of the day. Usually, they know. But, you know, I I think most manufacturers hold a little back just in case they need to play that card okay. if, they're, if part of their marketing strategy is being best in class. Got it. And then I also uh, got this uh, email from you where it talks about self-driving truck startup Kodiak Robotics expands into Texas and begins first freight deliveries. So. Yeah, I saw that and was alarmed, and I actually <laughs> did. Were you worried? Well, I was, and uh-huh. I didn't read any further because I wanted you to break the news to me with the press release that I sent you. Yes. So basically it says uh, Kodiak Robotics is a startup developing self-driving technology to revolutionize long-haul trucking. Today it announced it has started to make its first commercial deliveries with a safety driver behind the wheel. Uh, Kodiak achieved this milestone just 16 months after the company was formed, which does not sound like a lot of time. Uh, there's been other manufacturers who have autonomous vehicles that you can buy now that seem to be running into things, and it doesn't seem perfect. And so it's like 16 months doesn't sound like a I long time I also thought it was interesting that. because I had never heard of this company. Now, granted, I'm not in the big rig space yeah. but or the long haul space, but for a company just to come out of nowhere and they're launching it and it's on the road, I was like, what? Yeah. Fortunately, there's a safety driver. Uh, but but keep in mind, this is going to be the new norm at some point. I mean, this is a good looking truck. This looks like a uh, looks like a, a Pete, like a or Kenworth. Kenworth. Yeah, it looks like a Kenworth. Kenworth. I wonder if it is built on a Kenworth. That's a Kenworth grill, isn't it? It's look. a Kenworth truck. They just add all the uh, robotics and sensors and all the stuff that you oh, need. Well, then that's why it looks like a Kenworth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, remember that part this where you're- This looks like a Kenworth. <laughs> remember that, look at this. That part where you're like, I'm not in the uh, big rig space, but here's a, here's a story about a Kenworth. <laughs> Oh, man. And then uh, for those of you who love UTVs, do you see mm-hmm. uh, Toyo just came out with a new uh, giant UTV tire? A 32,950. A 32,950 is not something that you're going to ever want to use in the sand. Why? But that, well, I mean, just you got yeah, good flotation. Huge. Just- yeah, but that's huge. A, yeah, but you just air it down. You got a big contact patch because you got a big old tire on there. Yeah, but you look well, at. I like would a, just think it's this is desert racing, right? Isn't that where you'd want to use this? No, this is like for your razors and stuff. This is for your UTV guy that well, wants to have that, high right. ground clearance, and uh, it's just kind of cool that they're entering Toyo. We, you, you and I both love Toyo. Yes, make a great tire. We both use their products for years and years and years. I've been on MTs for. My God. Well, you were. You were. I, I was very recently, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I hope to be again soon. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, but now they're taking that open country technology and applying it to the UTV mm-hmm. space. And so right it, now I'm a Proxus guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Look, think of it like a uh, a Razor, uh, I don't know, like with an XP4, like a 2017. Okay. I think that has 29s on it, right? So you're able to go up to a 32. That's a pretty decent- That's uh, a big tire. That's a big tire. I mean- 
I want to say I think my old flat fender Willys had a uh, had a 32 on it. I think that's why I ran either 31 or 32. So if so. Toyo is launching this now, that means they started working on this years ago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So this is a big deal. And and uh, while we're on the topic of Toyo, I know you had mentioned. Uh, and, and by the way, Toyo, seriously, sponsorship. Yeah, hook a brother up. Hook a brother up. I know we've been talking to Toyo forever, so we're going to give they them. They get a lot of free mentions. They get a lot and because of love. But we love them. We we do love them. I'm not joking. I have I'm running. One, two, three, 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 four sets of three sets of Proxus tires. Right My uh, dad Toyo has Proxus on his uh, Acura RDX. Yes, so we got him uh, hooked up on some Toyos. So uh, Toyo Tires Trail Pass just got announced this week, and that's is that set, the one in uh, Oregon? Yeah, up in uh, Hood River County Fairgrounds. It's about uh, seventy miles or so from Portland. September seventh through the eighth, which is a Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be a gathering of hundreds of automotive and outdoor enthusiasts to celebrate with overlanding community in a fun, family-friendly, and scenic environment. The event will be free and open to the public and accessible to everyone from beginner to most experienced. And uh, pre-registration is required for overnight camping and display vehicles, and it's recommended for visitors attending uh, only uh, September 7th. The event will feature display vehicles, automotive, outdoor lifestyle vendors, hosted clinics, how-tos, demos, photography class, games, raffles, food, and more. If you want to uh, check out the complete schedule, head over to toyotires.com slash trailpass. And I will tell you that Toyo is like Red Bull in that they put on first-class events. Yeah, Toy- and, Toyo is, is and, and more often than awesome. they're not, they are free because Toyo's like, we want you to come out and experience the yep. lifestyle and the whole thing. They do it with a lot of like sport compact car meetups and stuff. Which they, they'll team up with uh, magazine stuff. So yeah, it's, always so it's, free cool, it's cool to see them kind of doing that with the, uh, the off-road space and a way the whole family can. So if you are in the Oregon area or you need a road trip September 7th and 8th, head on out to... Uh, Check out the Toyo Trail Pass. What's the website again? Toyotires.com slash Trail Pass. Thank you for the news, Holman. We need like a newsie. Oh, did you hear? I had to sneak one in. NASA just made all of their old audio archives and photo archives, not open source, but what is it when anybody, for the domain, free domain or- Public domain? Public domain. Yeah. And so a lot of podcasters are starting to go through all of NASA's old like rocket countdowns and blast offs. Do you think NASA might have a booby boo for news somewhere in there? that, Or Sputnik, and maybe they have a Sputnik noise. I know that's the Russians, but maybe we can steal something from them. Hey, speaking of NASA, I actually do think you'll like this. Uh, I was listening to NPR. This is like uh-huh. a year and a half, two, two years ago. Okay. And uh, there's an album called Race for Space. Oh, that's the one where they put the cassette tape in the boombox and then light it on. That was fi- ye- that was Yellow Wolf. Oh, different this album. This is um, it's the second studio album from a British alternative group called Public Service Broadcasting. Okay. And it took a lot of samples from the British Film Institute and um, and took all these 1957 to like uh, 72, uh, like NASA and Sputnik recordings and stuff like that. Sweet. And and put them all over like really bitchin' music. It's really, really, it's cool. Definitely sounds spacey, like Space uh, Mountain. It's bitchin'. It's so good all the way through. Some parts are really dramatic. Where, where do you find it? Uh, iTunes, Spotify. People are tuning into the leap, leap of the satellite. Probably really good at like 2 a.m. on the highway. I think this highway. called uh, All Systems Go. Okay, I'll flight the colors. I'm going around the horn. Okay, retro. Go. Fido. Go. Guide. Go. Control. Go. Telcom. Go. GNC. Go. Ecom. Go. Surgeon. Go. Retro. Go. Fido. Go. 
Anyway, that's enough. I don't want to get in trouble because we're not supposed to play music on the podcast. But uh, you mean public- since we play music on the co- po- <laughs> on podcast uh, all yeah, the time? Yeah, I mean, not that often. Anyway, public service broadcasting. If you guys care at all, if you don't, just pretend and uh, skip forward. That is the name of the band, Public Service Broadcasting: The Race for Space. I think it's cool. You may think it sucked, but we have different tastes in music. <laughs> I, I think I think it's I think it's awesome. I'm actually badass. Uh, I'm actually yeah. downloading it right now as we speak. Okay, good. So uh, all right, well, truck uh, show uh, podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no zero <laughs> trucks, zero percent of the time. Holman, what the hell is the Gambler 500 all about? Isn't that uh, where uh, you take like a really cheap vehicle and then you go on like some rad like road rally through the Pacific Northwest picking up uh, trash and stuff? I don't know. That's why I asked you. Oh. Because I heard about it and I saw a YouTube video and it looked pretty cool. (laughs) It's rad. And yet I had more questions than answers. Well, you know, I've got the guy who has all the answers for you. Who is that? uh, That's Tate Morgan, principal of the Gambler 500. Is it a school? Uh, no, it's an event. We, why'd you call him a principal? Uh, oh, you mean like he's the a leader? The, the leader, yes. The key yeah. figure. That's Got what it. his signature says, that he's the principal. The so, principal. Uh, That's an uh, odd thing to put on your uh, business card. He's not the president. He, right. He's the principal. Okay. We should All call right. him and uh, figure out what the story is behind I'd that. I'd like to hear more about the Gambler 500. Me too. It's Tate. Hey, Tate. It is Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? What's up, man? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Fantastic. We got to play an intro for you, so don't say nothing. Where is that? I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. I've got four big tires and some beadlock wheels. All right, so we have four big tires and bead luck wheels, and we're talking to Tate Morgan, principal at the Gambler 500, and we have a lot of questions for you, Tate, so buckle up, please. What's happening? <laughs> what, what an intro, right? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Tate Morgan, principal so, uh, the so Gambler I, 500. I have it on good authority. The Gambler 500 was started back in uh, 2014 as a challenge to see how far a cheap car could go, and now has uh, expanded into... Holy crap, I just saw the uh, the event you guys just had and I don't even know how many vehicles were there. It looked like a lot. We had we had we had uh, about 2500 vehicles. <laughs> absolutely insane. What? Like, yeah. I don't even know. Every year we're like, "Hey man, like let's just see what happens." And it just keeps growing and keeps growing. So yeah. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. But uh That's and nobody died. Awesome. Nobody died. We picked up a bunch of trash. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Well, yeah, so <laughs> nobody so, died and we got trash. Yeah, you guys part That's of the, the deal way. is 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 it sort of like a a point-to-point navigational sort of race. You're not racing through, but it's like hitting checkpoints, but you're also cleaning up the forest when you go. And the idea was get some cheap vehicles, go have fun with your buddies, right? For sure. I mean, in the beginning, it was it was just a few of us. I said, "Hey, let's go get some five hundred dollars cars. Let's go rally through the woods, end up in the desert, drink a bunch of beer, and wake up and do it the same thing over again." And we had <laughs> such a good time that we made a video that like like twenty million people saw, and they oh all instantly God. said, "We want to come do this too." And we we didn't have the infrastructure to do it, but. I'm not one to ever say no, so I just I said yeah, sure. Like, this sounds like uh, like kind of yeah. like King of the Hammers, no. where they're just like, hey, George word gets out. You know who Tate is? Yeah, he's. You he's, know, you know what's funny about that is 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 we've always kind of we call it Gambler Town, and actually J T Taylor, the race director for King of the Hammers, came out this year, and he had an absolute blast. He thought it was just the coolest thing in the friggin' world, and uh, and I'm actually we're gonna gamble to King of the Hammers uh, uh, this next year, so we're gonna we're kind of we're kind of crossing the two events. That that's awesome. So here, I, I think Tate is the guy who uh, is your go man. Like you have a, a group of buddies, and you're about to make like sort of a bad decision. 
I guarantee yes. you, he's a dude going, go, man, go. Go, go. You can do it, bro. <laughs> yeah, you, you can win. do it. I've been labeled what they call it a serial enabler. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so any, any, anybody has an idea, let's just do it. It sounds stupid. Where, like, where was this last, this most recent Gambler 500? And then take us back to number one and how it got started. So they're in Oregon. I'm, I'm, I'm Oregon born and raised. Um, the very first one was here. We ended it at a local bar. I was tallying times and stuff on a napkin. And then this most recent one, uh, was in North Klamath County, which is a, a part of Oregon. You've probably heard of Crater Lake. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So that, that, that's in Klamath County. When we take, North Klamath County is not, is not as, as visited as South Klamath County. And so they, they actually, um, they really like us there. I think we brought like $1.1 million in the local economy this year. Wow, and wow. so there was like nothing else well going on there, but a bunch of great people and cool areas. Yeah. And we took it up there and, and uh, it's kind of been our ever. home. It's evolved from this thing that was a point to point waypoint navigation rally to now it is start where you start, you know, start where you are and then get to Shemult, uh using the least amount of paved roads as possible. And in doing so, you are forced to find new roads and cool ways to get there, and you're going to run into these this other 5,000 people that are out there doing it. This is what time. I love about yeah. about the Gambler 500 website. This oh, yeah. is this is here. Let me give you. I'll give you the uh, the five rules, and then there's a line in here that everybody who was ever a kid, which is everybody, will appreciate. So rule number one: this is not a race. Rule number yeah. two: there's no $500 rule, but cheaper cars <laughs> win the scepter, so no way to cheat with money. Yeah. Number three, we are the world's largest and competitive trail cleanup. Bring trash bags. I love that. Four, you are responsible for your actions. Same wait, legal wait. standards apply. As I want to read number day. five. All right. Number five is don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and now here. Exactly. This is the best okay. part right here. Hold on. We got this. I, this is just too good. It's remember the goals to reach any of the destinations using as little pavement as possible because pavement is lava. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Oh my yes. god! It's just a lava. bunch of kids. Yeah. It's just we a bunch are, of kids with cars. It only costs forty bucks to go do the funnest thing that most people do throughout the years. It costs forty bucks for a weekend to go have a three-day crazy adventure because there's not all this nannying and infrastructure. And the people who don't like it don't come. Like we're just we're we're totally fine with it. With five thousand people here, we're already completely saturated. Like we we want people who who are who are kind of self-starters and and able to and self-sufficient like, you know, yeah exactly yeah. but but tate what happens so king of the hammers existed for only a couple of years before it got hammer town got massive and they yeah. had to bring in security and they've got helicopters patrolling it's just bonkers it is literally a city and yeah how do you prevent that from happening because everyone wants to be part of something fun do you just yep. break it up and take two years off well according to the website no. uh, we have to remember that the camp is uh Rustic, dusty, and post-apocalyptic. Yeah, oh, it's nasty, man. You know, I had my uncle come on this year and kind of help. Kind of, you know, we had we rent, we like we were kind of short on porta potties last year, and it was just it like people like there's not a lot of like infrastructure involved, and that's like my way of kind of like like attrition, right? Like we just don't we don't keep the people that need that that are, are too needy, and then also the, this 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 concept of stewardship. And people, it's it's it brings the right people in. So so we we are people who are out there competing in a in a you know in a competitive trophy, picking up trash. They care about public lands. You know they're voting correctly. They're they're we're 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 being very selective about about who we who we who we bring, and we're we're very self policing. So like don't be a dick rules are really easy thing to, to kind of <laughs> you know like be like peer pressure into. So on Sunday when everybody gets up and leaves, it's a it's eleven o'clock this year and last year and the year before. 
it was 11 it was 11 o'clock on, on sunday and it was a giant huge event with 12 bands and food vendors and 5,000 people just raging through the night it's 11 o'clock and I'm, I'm packing up and getting ready to go i didn't have to pick up a single piece of trash wow because everyone in that in that place knows that what, what they're all here to do and they know that like what kind of our mantra is and so our people are awesome and, and they deserve all the credit for us being able to pull this off and not have helicopters and police we have no hired security we have zero hired security at these events. That's amazing. What point does it become like cars and coffee where it's rubber stamped around the country and everyone claims to be the first one doing it? Oh, we've got 70 across the country. What? So I, I just got back from Iceland. We did this in Iceland. Dude, uh, that's awesome. We have, we have four in Canada, and then we have 60-plus across the, the states. And I, I don't know. I love cars and coffee, but this is kind of the opposite of cars <laughs> and coffee, where, where, where you're jumping in your rigs, and instead of you know showing them off, you're blasting through the forest or through the desert or through the mountains, and you're actually using your rigs. And really, they're, they're pieces of trash that you don't. Yeah, so like, what well, are, give well, us an I, example I, of some of the uh, of some of the wacky cheap vehicles. Like, I want to know what did you see where you saw it and you go, "No way, that thing makes it to the end." And there they were. <laughs> uh, I, I think number one on that list is our eighty foot um, articulated bus. That comes <laughs> in. It is. No, articulated wait, 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 the kind of bus that has the, the accordion. The accordion in the middle. Yep, the accordion bus. What? Yeah, it's the bendy bus. Yeah, the my buddy Isaac bus. Riley pilots. And, and and he doesn't take it through the more te- the technical stuff. We have we have uh, the technical areas are called the Devil's Beehole. Well, of course, you're not um, savages. So did of you course. would have said yeah. it the Devil's Beehole? <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we call it the Devil's Butthole. If you go back and watch a, I don't know, one of the Jesse Combs episode of the List, uh, I think you can catch it on YouTube. Um, they they do a pretty good job explaining what the Devil's Butthole is, and that's that's just kind of like <laughs> it's just the OG areas are kind of those little goat trails that like kicking your your you know tj or jk or jl and 35s isn't a big deal but when you're doing it in a cadillac like it's it's something totally you know, completely different how are you managing all these events around the 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 world are is this like your it's not like a business now is it oh yeah it's it's 100 percent 120 percent of my time now um so so yeah we have uh we have it is you know it's it's monetized the event is you know, but I, I always chose to go with volume over, you know, people pay 20 grand to go do the gazelle rally or do the bull run rally and all these things. And, and I figured those weren't really the people we wanted. So I said, Hey, why don't we make this cheap, fun, cool thing to do? Uh, and then involve companies. Um, you know, we have like Interco Tire, Yakima Rats and, and KC. And I see that you're taking off from an O'Reilly auto parts store. And then you also talk about bringing a bag of uh, pet food for suit, the, yeah. the uh, Sutate Doggo. Oh man, I love that you're saying my mom's name over the air right now. Yeah, the, the, it's the Sutate uh, uh, um, Doggo and Meow Meow uh, Num Nums for Empty Tum Tums. Found, or, or I can't. My wife's an attorney, so she says I can't use the term foundation if I'm not technically a foundation. So we call it a cha- a foundation. A foundation. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we have, we do a big pet food drive, and that all stemmed from I, I like to screw with people on social media. And I was screwing with uh, Meow Mix. <laughs> um, because I thought it was funny, and then they they sent me a couple of cease and desist, and then I I, I kind of flipped that and pivoted to say, hey, well, if you're not gonna, you know, you don't want to play this joke anymore, then we'll just do a big go. Uh, we'll we'll turn this joke into a pet food um, 
deal. And so now we now we raised over five thousand pounds just oh for a single event for the Clackamas Dog Services, and then they have a few partnerships that need to deal with cats. And then this is the wackiest cats. like event ever. There's <laughs> there's trail cleanup. Yep. There's a, yeah. a, a pet food. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a gathering for uh, yeah. for the less fortunate fortunate pests out there. There yeah. is a cheap car challenge through the wilderness. I mean, yes. Oh, and, and 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 now there's Gambler Five Hundred whiskey too. I have a whiskey brand. What? But is it any yeah. good? You feel silly when you drink it. <laughs> <laughs> How did that get started? No, it's it is it is it is it is good. I I wanted a whiskey brand. Um, that's that's kind of what I want to make. I want to make money off this, but in a really honest way. And so for me to try to just squeeze blood out of a stone, it didn't make a lot of sense. So I I kind of looked at this huge amount of people that we gathered from across the world and i said well what are they like and i was like they like whiskey so uh, i mean i started making, totally get behind that whiskey. most people i think have probably seen your logo in passing it's like a kid's drawing of like a uh, a pirate <laughs> thing but his hey, hey, I, I do that <laughs> well okay so it's a tate drawing and it's basically of like the Jolly Roger sort of like skull and crossbones, yeah. except the one eye of the skull is a dollar sign, and there is yeah. what appears to be an empty jug of whiskey laying next to uh, yeah. his face. It, yeah, I, I liked it. Um, we did uh, your coworker uh, Fred Williams. Yeah, at Motor Trend. We did a yeah. um, we did an episode of their show. Um, Dirt every day. Dirt every day, and and my inspiration for my lawnmower, we we're doing lawnmowers across the desert, was was Calvin and Hobbes, and oh, so like you know, I was thinking that. like, what if Calvin and Hobbes were to, to build something, what would it look like? And you know, that, that's that's kind of like where our logo comes from. Dude, I'm, I I um, see it. I totally see that. Hundred yeah. percent. It's just like uh, my mom likes to bring up my quote is, is that uh, our eight year old selves would be very proud to know that we never grew up. Amen to that, brother. Yeah. Amen to never growing up and, and maintaining uh, your eight year old self. I, you know, I've got this co host here, Lightning. Um, he's 12 year old. He's a 12 year old. Yeah, I haven't well, hit, hold on. not hit puberty yet. Hang on. He's 12 years old. <laughs> yes. I'm not but you guys, you, you guys got to come out. Where are you guys based? Are you guys down in, in the, the center of all media down in? We yeah. are yeah. We're in LA. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to. I mean, we've we've talked about it because this came up in conversation maybe a year ago, and I don't know what I was doing. I think I might have been scrolling through uh, like Instagram, and it just jogged my memory. I'm like, man, I got to reach out and see, uh, you know, see what wacky things they're doing. We gotta we gotta participate one of these years. What is the weirdest vehicle that's ever shown up? Oh, God. Other than the accordion bus, that's pretty the weird. Accordion that is bus, yeah. like, and there's so I mean, so like, so we. I mean, we had. To give you, you know, we had two Novas on 40-inch mud tires and one tons this year. <laughs> I mean, two. Okay. Two Novas. And they were the, the hatchback, the 73 hatchback that, that nobody actually liked. And so, you know, people feel fine kind of just doing them. Okay, so, um, so wait, we, Tate. I got a better one. Who – Okay. All right. What type of vehicle failed in the most spectacular fashion? Oh, oh as a Crown Vic. <laughs> oh man, those are usually oh, no. pretty reliable. No, I know, but there's so many of them. But there's how did so it? How did the one? Wait, he he says. So there was one Crown Vic in particular. Did yeah, it go off a cliff? What yeah, happened? No, it it caught on fire next to the, on the on the highway on I five. Oh, good. He said it was on the highway, not in the forest. Not in the forest, but like on I five. So I heard about it from everybody, even people who had nothing to do with the gambler. They're like, "Yeah, man, traffic was super bad on a Sunday. I didn't know why." So I came up and there was a car on fire. <laughs> I learned it was one of yours. And so, yeah, that one that one messed up a lot of people's like drive home. So it looks um, like uh, Finnegan and Freiberger did the ga- the gambler five hundred in a Fiero. 
No, they didn't. I kind of. I'm really glad that that my deceptive. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, what's the uh, story behind that? So they. they oh, so that was some. Wait, video. that was some of Tate's bogus marketing right there. Is what's <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, I'm a trickster. It just totally was because you. I, I I put in that little piece where uh, Finnegan says, you know, that, you know, built for the Gambler 500, nice. which he said, and that Fiero was. They just didn't. They did a. Their last was a huge fan of Roadkill. And it's probably very much inspired like us to do all these things. You know, it's like, but Top Gear and all these cool shows, Roadkill, Dirt Every Day without having adventures. And we're like, well, fuck, we can we can do that. Um, but they were out doing this thing for Power Tour where they were trading a car every night to be able to. You know, oh yeah, I remember that. Swap cars, and so one of the cars they uh, they got was a uh, was an ex gambler uh, Fiero on like thirty one inch tires or something, and no doors. That's pretty cool. How about yeah. the uh, you have a Fox Body Mustang in the Hoopty X Challenge launching mm. over a berm on your Instagram right now? Yes, the Gambler fi- at the Gambler Five Hundred. So Hoopty Cross is our next big adventure. Freaking rad! Hoopty Cross is is what everyone thought the Gambler Five Hundred was, and it and they they all thought it was a race. And between you and me, it it used to be a race, but you can't have. 2,500 cars and 5,000 people racing at the same right, time, especially right. for the price point we're at. And so we, I was always with my buddies, and we had a gentleman's agreement. We're always going to follow the, the laws and not put anybody in danger. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah. So we made a navigation challenge. Stupid gentleman's agreement. It's like now, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, but it was true because we only had like 13 to 20 cars, and and we all had an understanding. And we're, we're all upstanding to do it. So not out there that it's not anybody or anybody. And, and going 25 miles an hour in a residential zone, of course, you're going to death. But for the most part, we're out in the middle of nowhere and you're driving a clunky car. Going 35 miles an hour on a gravel road feels like 100, right? Yeah. So, uh, but Hoopty Cross is our new uh, kind of competitive um, racing. It's it's basically time attack off road. And so we had our inaugural. Well, actually, we did it with Hoonigan last year. Zach Mertens came out from Hoonigan. We did it down at the Vegas Rally Experience. And then this year, we did it at the OG. We had like 300 cars show up. And we had this big race. And so you've got, you know, boats. You know, you know four, we had like four boats that showed up this year. But kind of boat cars or whatever. Uh, we had limousines. We had ambulances. Um, we had anything <laughs> oh and everything. And the sun coming. They're all they're all they're all tracking times. But it's not like lemons. It's just lemons off road for the most part. Which is rad. And, which is which is super rad. Oh, it's awesome. And we we eventually want to get into endurance racing, wheel to wheel kind of stuff. Okay, so but, um, if you want to go to uh, to the Instagram, I can tell you right yeah. now, Tate is a master at Photoshop. There's a uh, Magnum PI <laughs> Ferrari uh, 308 <laughs> yeah. on uh, 44 <laughs> Super Swappers. <laughs> no, that is the worst Photoshop I've ever seen. There, there's That's the uh, Ghostbusters also it's on the exact. It's, the, and it's the pro version. Thank you very much. That is that's look, 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 look. MS Paint. Dude, it's, is Ecto, that is. it's Ecto-1 it's for the Ghostbusters on the exact MS same paint. set of wheels as the Ferrari yeah. with KC yes. highlights on it. But do you see how she got their Inaco tires? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well done. With, with the KCs on it? It's very, it's very, what the hell's up with this? you sponsored and you manufacturers listening. This BMX bug. The yeah. hell is the that what? thing? The BMX, BMX bug. bug. Or Bug BMX. At Bug underscore BMX on your page. Oh, what the hell yeah. is that? It's a Volkswagen Beetle. But they build these Cummins powered with wheels outside the body well, and it's just no, mowing it's over not. grass. It's Volkswagen diesel, but it's just got long, it's just got really long spaces on it. It died. <laughs> it, died. it instantly blew a tie rod like oh straight after God, that. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's clickbait, man. Yeah, no, you're you're the king, clearly the king of clickbait. I'm well, uh, and that that that's the secret. Don't don't ever. I did this with my wife. Don't ever like raise anyone's expectations that your production quality is is like 
pie by any means, right? Like, <laughs> you know, it just should all look like it was done by a 12 year old. That's what she look was asking me. But that's at, at the SEMA show. It's this a, is the magic because every company and every event wants strives to be super pro, clean, like uh, just like great aesthetics. And you're just like, nope, nope. I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm 12 years old. I'm just <laughs> no. He's eight years old. No, 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 no. He's yeah. like, I just got my first pube, and I'm just like yeah. freaking out to do the craziest stuff before I get to be an adult. And he's just no. never getting there. Tate, do you have kids yet? Yeah, yeah, I know. Dude, what is it with kids that mellows you out? Because I, I, I used to be like all about all this, and then no, like you, you it paused. Like sound I like you now. were. No, you were not how, in how taste. Old are, how old are these kids you got? Uh, I got a twelve-year-old and a year and a half, uh, year and a half-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, uh, dude, I, I, I totally did it wrong that? because I have a built-in Why babysitter. Why would you do that? I know. So, yeah, yeah, we. I knocked mine are like a, mine are like eighteen months apart. We knew that, like, if yeah, and then I got cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did the same thing. Hey, what's up with yeah. Jay Leno uh, coming out and 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 hanging out with you guys, dude? I was I, I cried that day. I, I received an email from Jay Leno's garage that said they they wanted to come do an episode on the Gambler, and I sat right. there in my chair and I was just like, "Holy crap!" Like, I go, this is this is this is it. That was it. So yeah, we did a we did a shoot with um with Jay Leno. He, he came all the way up here to Oregon. We we sent a bunch of cars out into the woods and. And uh, to Tillamook State Forest, and he showed up. A super cool guy. I can honestly tell you, though, he's not a huge fan of driving, uh, you know, Ford expeditions or explorers, uh, you know, through the woods. Like that wasn't. <laughs> I remember. I actually remember that episode. I think didn't one of them break? There was some sort of issue, and they kind of had to limp it along or something. Well, my Miata. So my I have that big long travel Miata. It does not like hills. Of course very you much. do. <laughs> long travel yeah. Miata. Let that sink in <laughs> yeah, for a moment, guys. Just... Oh yeah. If you look up, uh, I think it's Porsche Miata Huckfest on the Hoonigan <laughs> YouTube. We, 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 my buddy launches his nine twelve, and I launch my Miata off these ramps they got. But yeah, it's got a custom Paco Motorsports long arms and coilovers and a roll cage and all that jazz. Wait, so were you oh. down in Long Beach? Is that I where you were doing down. it? Yeah. Well, next yeah, time you down. come down to SoCal, dude, you yeah, have to stop by. We're, 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 this is where we are. Yeah, come hang out with okay. the studio. Yeah, no, I was right there. I picked up Jesse Combs, and we went and we here and I went over to the Mint 400 right afterwards. Okay, oh, right well, on. Yeah. we're we're yeah. bros yeah. now. Not, we're not officially bros. Dropper. Yeah, <laughs> we'll 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 have whiskey with you. Okay. Yeah, I'll bring it. Uh, or we'll buy one of the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't. We're not looking oh, yeah, for handouts. No, I, no, I don't give away whiskey for free. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a businessman after all. Well, that makes yeah. three of us, four yeah. of us, whatever. Yeah. It is. yeah. All right. All right. We're all gonna go Dutch and drink together. <laughs> uh, no, but, but we do have a SoCal chapter. Like that's the thing that we we I, I allow people to use our name and logo as long as they don't monetize it. As long as they don't charge for this fun, cool, free thing that I really, at the end of the day, see as more of a verb. Like you should be able to go take your dumb you know, cheap car on your public roads that you pay taxes for, you know, and then use the Gamma 500 as a call sign and moniker for like people who want to go do cool stuff and who are stewards of the environment and who are, are not dicks. And, like and then, and then, yeah, and like whiskey, yeah, buy my whiskey, buy my t-shirts, like <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Then, then I, I think, why would you ever want to stifle, um, fun? You're so the yeah, opposite of every other human being who is, uh, with an event or doing anything cool right now. In a good way. I I do see it as a business, you know it is, but but I see I see it. It's like Costco, right? Let's, let's just do this in volume. You don't need to control. It. And it's the age of the internet and everything, right? If you try to hold on to something too tight, they're always going to steal it away from you, you know. So like, just let it go. Like just just throw it out in the vapor. If it let happens, it go. Happens. 
Let it yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> I actually don't think that's how it goes, no, though. No, no, I don't know. Probably either. not. I, I, yeah, I had a nervous laugh there at the end. Exactly. <laughs> so when is the next Gambler 500? If uh, our, our fans in the Pacific Northwest want to be a part of it. Or anywhere. So, I mean, basically, Facebook is going to be your best resource. Like, I'm rebuilding the website right now as we speak to like, be a little more inclusive to be able to find that stuff. But Facebook is the place where you can go, basically type in Gamble 500, and a bunch of events are going to come up. Those aren't events that I, that I manage, but, but they're all, you know, typically great people. And if they're not, they're all going to be judged by a jury of their peers, and they won't be around for very long. So, Gamble 500 is the best place to find out info, which is going to be... June 26th through the 28th of 2020 uh, up here in Central Oregon. Um, but at the end of the day, we want people driving cool, like with dumb, cheap cars every day, right? Like I drive an 01 Corolla every day. It's my daily driver. I love it. I don't even have a Gamble 500 sticker on there. But like like people shouldn't be so caught up in truck payments and car payments and all this like, you know. Yeah, go have that's fun. I can give you joy. Yeah, just go have fun like with the people and your friends. You know what gives me joy? Taking a wow. cheap ass car I don't care about, drinking whiskey and hanging out with buddies in the forest. Yes. It sounds no. like you well, have you thought of teaming up with that. Um, uh, Tate, have you thought about teaming up with that group of people up in Alaska that uh, huck their cars off the cliff? We had a gambler hucked off the cliff this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Awesome. Yeah, they went. They took him up there. Of course. So they, they 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 dragged the car up there the year before. Uh, no, that, that's great. But like, why? Why are you wasting good cars? <laughs> I look at that and I'm like, hey man, like you can get a lot more use out of that thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, why? You know, if it's still running, it's still eligible for the FO 500, man. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, though. Yeah, we we take all comers. I like imports. I'm actually a terrible mechanic. Like, I love Corollas. I have a Del Sol that I like trolling people with. And Dude, Del Sol. That. So it's funny because the if if people don't remember, the Honda Del Sol was like a Civic CRX wannabe that had a removable roof. The Japanese model, the back of the trunk would open up, it would, uh, the, and then the t- the target top would load on this thing and would fold back in the trunk. The U.S. spec one was actually uh, manual. I worked for a, a Honda dealership, and I remember we had this one salesman, and he was uh, six foot five. And I yeah, remember, the top. yeah, he was taking people on test drives, and you'd always see him going up Beach Boulevard and Huntington Beach, and his eyes were above the windshield header on the Del Sol. <laughs> I'm, I'm six foot four. I just got to slink down a little bit. Like, it works. <laughs> all right. Actually, all right. I've never driven it with a top on it. So to yeah, you fair. can't, right? I mean, that's got to be even, even in the rain, uh, right? Yeah, why would you want to? Yeah, it rains a lot up here, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you keep your cars clean. Oh, my God. We have so much. All right, listen, you got to promise us, seriously, Tate? When you're down in LA the next time or anywhere nearby, you got You got to give us a holler and and let us oh, know. Th- like we want to we want to come play with you up there in the uh, in the forest. So uh, a thousand percent. Keep, keep us in in mind. We could come up with five hundred bucks. Oh, what if we did like a Venmo and had our listeners donate like spare change to five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks, and then we got our own gambler car and went up there and did it. It's either that or with truck show podcast on. stickers and everything. All it's over either it. that or we just put out an APB for a vehicle. Somebody's got an uncle with a broken down POS sitting in a field that runs. That they can just give us? That they can just give us. Can we give it back when we're done? Uh, We just make it the Truck Show podcast. Does it have have to be a truck, though? Because we're the Truck Show podcast. Of course it has to be a truck. Yeah, so. Truck Show. Or you could turn a car into a truck. Or we can make a pickup truck out of it. Okay, I like that. Okay. Uh, Or we could just start the Honda Ridgeline. No, no. I, I'm not stooping that low. I'm not Man, stooping that, was, that low. That was that was a really. They were like, that took a long time to get there, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we're, we're we don't we're not very crafty at our craft here. 
All right, well, guys, you got to go check it out on Facebook or Instagram uh, at the Gambler Five Hundred. Yes, and uh, yep. on uh, on uh, the interwebs, it's at Gambler Five Hundred dot com. And I love this. Yeah. Right under it says the Gambler Five Hundred. Less vague, still awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we used to give people no information whatsoever. It's really like if if awesome. you can get here. You've earned yeah. a spot Dude, to be here. that's like the rave it's scene. Exactly. It's, that's, it's the gatekeeper, right? Yeah. When you go into the Rubicon Trail, you got to go through the gatekeeper because you can't get this to do this part. You're not going to have a good time on the rest this of the is trail, the LA, This is the L.A. rave music scene in 1992 when you'd have to go at 11 p.m. You'd give yep. a, a, a the phone number. No, yep. no. First you'd get a phone number. Yep. Then you, the, you'd call the number and it would have – you'd wait for the machine. Then it would give you an address. And then you went down to like yep. Melrose to a little record shop and there's a guy standing outside flyers, handing right? you yep. – yeah, No, handing you a little tiny like uh, – uh, one of those uh, tickets with a number on the matching on each side. And then you'd give you a ticket or on raffle? the back. It would be an address. Yeah, and okay. then you went to the club and handed and they had that to, in. Did they have to match that up to make sure it yes. was yeah, legit? Yeah. And that's what he is. He's making you jump through hoops to have a have a good time in the forest. Well, that's, it's, right? Yeah, but that sounds like a lot of work for them. Like I don't, it's, it's no work for me. But, yeah. Well, you just have the internet. Go here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. If they had had that, then sounds the like a riot. Line. We're in. Oh wait, wait. One, one more question oh. before we get out with uh, with Tate. Hey, what's up with uh, your title as principal? Oh, uh, I don't know. I thought it sounded good. Uh, I used to work for a guy uh, when I was doing. I was a superintendent in building houses, and on his business card it said principal. Love and it. So I always thought that sounded neat. And so now, now that I wear flip flops to work every day, like uh, now I get to call myself a principal. It sounds like you're, uh, yeah, somewhere at a stock brokerage firm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I'm the principal yeah. of the 500. Retainer. <laughs> you should, you should, yeah, or oh, it's either principal or chief architect. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, we just have yeah. to. Uh, we got to. We got to brainstorm. So important. We got to figure out what we're yeah. taking up there because I, I do want to do it. I think. Oh, we yeah. need, I need. We it's, we need a beat up from the feed up truck. We we need like an old Cummins Ram or something like that. It's running yeah, on like. Two I mean, cylinders. so here, yeah, it's got to be like two wheel drive, man. I like I like a, a manual two wheel drive light on your on gravel. You can swing it out. Yeah. A bit. And then a four by four is just is just too much. You got you got to try a little too hard to find the. The trail where a four wheel drive is going to be a challenge you. Right. And so for me, I think two wheel drives are where it's at. Mini Um, trucks lowered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) No, we do. We get a mini truck on airbags. Yes. And then we we fully skid plate, like full belly pan on it. And then we we hit the switches to pop up over stuff. And the rest of the time, we just grade the force road. Yep. Boom. Like bots dots, except we're pulling like gravel in the No, dude, we're doing this. I'm not. I'm, no, I'm I know. No, no. This is not just us saying this. This is. We're All right, gonna, take we're one more time. What are the dates for next year? It's June something, uh, right? It's June 26th through the 28th. All right, we're putting it on the calendar. Okay, in Oregon. So we're going to call up Bobby at Sadistic, and he's going to help us with the bags. You unless you it's already wish. bagged. No, we'll find something. He might. I'm. Yeah, and most, most of them they just weld the skid the skid plates on gambler cars because you know you're not going to like change the oil or need to like service anything so i know you're talking about uh you stewardship um i I guess my only question is since you have the stewardship uh, there's no like walking away from the car and leaving in the forest no no i I give up i'm going home there's a few examples of people who are very 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 regretful that they did that oh Um, you you do not want to call down the wrath of uh of the gamblers because uh very terrible so we need something reliable we need a Uh nissan hard body nissan hard body two-wheel drive lowered on have you seen the budweiser nissan the one with the yes yes i built that was my truck year two uh charles buckshot brazier uh who who, him and i have partners on who had the retro uh, paint job on it 
Yeah, the old looks, Nissan race livery. Like it looks like a million dollars. It is a complete piece of garbage. <laughs> it's so fun oh because it looks beautiful. Um, they don't look at the welds. I did all the welds on it, and then he did it in his name and all the other jazz. He's he's worked on it, you know, in his defense. But uh, it's uh, I want to do hoop the X. Awesome. I want to I want to do hoop cross. Dude, it's it's so awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna be popping up all over. We'll we'll come down to you for that one. All right, deal. Yeah, we're we're in Sturgis right now. There's a hoopty cross going on in Sturgis uh, on the old no track out there as we speak. Yeah. Well, we got Glenn Helen out here and a bunch of other places. So uh, seriously, next time you're down here, hit us up. We want to come okay. out and whether it's hoopty cross or come yeah. up next year and, and play with you at the yeah. Gambler 500 and drink whiskey. We're uh, yeah, we're down. This is part one of this conversation, and we need to do part two. Well, love it. it. Love in in okay. in in. Yeah. Thank this you very much, Tay. Appreciate right. it. Thank you guys. All, All right, right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Talk to you. All right, later. Come on. Later. Oh, we're doing it. We're so doing we're, it. So here's the thing, Holman. Um, we're not just talking about it. Like this is, we really, really have to do this. I, I, don't, I would love to. We need to. We need you, I, hold on a second, though. All right, you guys who are listening, just tune out for a second. Holman, how we, do you tune out of a podcast? Uh, well, just, oh, skip do, ahead. Do 15 else. seconds, yeah, skip ahead. Skip ahead. Don't listen to this yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want this to be something where we talk about and we don't do it. Like I am, I want a Nissan hard body. Wait, what what have we talked about that we never bags. did? Bags. Uh, I just we talked about Lone Star, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he we went without it. me, and uh-huh. then we went and we did it this year. Okay. We talked about Daytona Truck Meet and Jordan, and I get we, it. we went and did it. I and guess, all right. So I'm not saying that we have. Um, I'm not saying that we have a track record. Uh-huh. Oh, maybe it's a T-shirt thing. Oh, maybe it's a T-shirt. All right. Thing. Well, well. Okay. So here, but I, I let's not make this the new T-shirt. No, no. This is really we need a Nissan freaking hard body. We need to slam it. Yeah. And I, airbags, because you got to lift it up it's over. It's got to be airbags. Yeah, otherwise, and then we'll full belly pan on it. Belly pan it. Somebody. Okay, our listeners need to go on Craigslist and eBay and start sending us candidates so we can kind of get a feel for the market. How are we going to pay for this? Because I just bought a house. Venmo. Hmm. We could have a truck show podcast Venmo where spare pocket change. You guys have a year to give a spare pocket change so we can afford to buy it, and then we need uh, Craigslist and uh, How do we eBay feel stuff. about that though. You guys don't. Keep keep putting skip forward. Don't listen to this part. Seriously, how do we? How do really? How do we pay for it? Yeah, our do, listeners. Uh, do we feel comfortable asking them for donations? We're, we're taking them along. You know what we should do? Uh, the person who donates the most gets to be our crew chief. Uh, and come along for the fun and hang out with us for the weekend. We do need some kind of a Kickstarter thing if we're going to do that. Where if you donate a certain amount, you get to be a part of our team or something something like that all right well why why don't you guys tell us what you think we should do truck show podcast at gmail.com no 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 no. i I wanted no we need to set the rules they don't have they've got busy lives and jobs and and families 657-205-6105 five-star hotline tell us what you think how can we get to the gambler 500 on a no budget next year yeah i mean this is this is like dirt every day and some of those shows we have to build a, a vehicle but we actually have a goose egg for a budget yeah so help us out what do you guys think we should do Hit us up. Oh, wait, wait, they weren't they weren't listening though. They were oh, still skipping still ahead. Oh, Nobody they? skipped ahead. <laughs> they're all here with us right now. Oh man. I am so pumped. It'll be fun. This is no joke. I'm seriously pumped. I gotta figure out where he sells that whiskey. Uh, let's just call him up and ask him. He'll send us a link or something. Oh my god, dude. I'm I'm so pumped. All right, what do we I've lost track of the show. What are we doing now? Can we do some inbox? Read some mail? I got some mail for us. You email? Yeah. Seriously. Hmm. Seriously. Well, I'm dancing. Let's get a hard body. I have a hard body. <laughs> you email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. Did you see these guns? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Check out these. You email? Yeah. I email. Chili cheese abs. <laughs> they chew through chili cheese dogs. Can I just play the damn jingle? I got a hard body. <laughs> Stop. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. You could bounce quarters off of it. It's so hard. <laughs> By the way, quarters is all we have to spend on our hard body. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. All right. Who's reading first? Uh, you. I'll do it. All right. This one is called Diesel Pump Debate. And it says, uh, Dear Lightning, first off, I love the show. Here's the fact to end the diesel pump debate. They should be yellow to match diesel jerry can. They are also yellow. All right, I like that. Hmm. Fans since day one, Yannick. I don't know if you guys weren't following along, but I thought that uh, all diesel <laughs> pump handles Everywhere. should be green. On well, because the ones around me in my small sphere of 50 miles <laughs> are all green. And you I just get figured out more. it was green and they green they should be, but apparently they're not. But a lot of our listeners, except for Yannick, agree they should also be, they should be green. He says they should be yellow. No, I said except for Yannick, all of our other listeners said they should be green. I don't think so. I believe there are ninety nine point nine percent all agree with uh, me. Uh, they should be green. Eighty two percent. Nope. All right, I got one here from Garrett who says, "Hey guys, me again. Not sure if I ever said it, but I live in Nebraska. I think I heard that one or both of you ride mountain bikes. I'm close enough that I usually drive to Colorado or Wyoming to ride. So here's my question: How do you get your bike to the trail safely and securely?" Bike theft in our area is insane. My son actually had someone try and cut the lock on his hitch rack while he was in a Panda Express in the middle of the day. Mm. He ran out and scared him off. So I usually carry a huge chain and lock and wrap it around the bike rack. If I have to park somewhere, I can't see it. I've included a pic of my JK and new bike I want to keep safe. Just curious on your methods. Thanks, Garrett. Um, and he's got a JK, and uh, unfortunately the picture is small. I can't make out what kind of bike, but it looks like a pretty nice mountain well, bike. Let me see. Uh, you don't ride. I do. I did have a really badass trek, full suspension, and, and um, why aren't you and I going out riding together? I needed the cash and I sold it. You don't have it at all. No. Nope. Oh, well, that's probably good a reason why uh, we are I did not an appearance uh, a couple years back in, uh, for trek. Of all, and I don't know how they got a hold of me or why they thought I would be a good host. I actually was a good host. It was a it was, it was a race over the mountains, and uh, they said, "Well, we you know we don't have the cash to pay you, but we'll pay you on a bike." That's and, and like they a gave pretty me, solid deal. Oh, dude, they gave me one hell of a badass bike, but it was time to buy a house. Uh, just like you, I have a JK, and uh, I've got a. Uh, I was using a Yakima rack for my stuff. Is and it Yakima or Yakima? Uh, it's uh, either way. I prefer Yakima. All right, I have a Yakima rack. Okay, uh, but I just got a quad rack that. Uh, uh, Watch your language. Two point that I'm checking out. What'd you say? I've had a lot of people tell me that quat, uh, quat makes a really good spell good that. K U A T. Okay, and uh, they're premium right up there with Thule and and Yakima and Quats right up there. Those are kind of the three majors. And um, so far, I've been really impressed with it. So I have a uh, I have a Thule rack for uh, it'll fit a uh, an X5 or an X3 BMW or a Volvo. It's brand new. It's a little dusty, but it's brand new, never been used. Don't ask me why we got my from my parents' house. I'd like to give it away. If you want it, let me know. I'll send it to you. Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com for a. Uh, Yakima rack. I just, no, it's, a Thule. It's, it's, Thule? I think it's a Thule. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a Thule. Thule. And it's just sitting in my garage. Just It's literally just dusty, but it's brand new. It still has the keys zip-tied to it nice. from the day it was purchased. Uh, 
I think that bike thieves are pretty awful, to be honest with you. And uh, usually if I'm somewhere uh, where I'm staying at a hotel or whatever, I won't leave my bike locked to the rack. I'll bring it in the hotel room with me. And, you know, it just just sucks that there are a bunch of a-holes out there. Yeah, that's true. Little Red Express on CL. Oh, Craigslist. What? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so uh, Robert has a link, and it says maybe a clone. Who knows? And he has a link to an Inland Empire that's in uh, Southern California. To a 1978 Dodge Little Red Express for $21,000 located Looks in clean. Fontana. That's a 78, right? That it. I just said 78, yeah. Yeah, that's the desirable year. So that's why it's 21 grand. Well, I mean, yeah. and I, I mean, I said, hey, I think they're probably 100 grand at auction. Boy, was I was I wrong. But yeah, now the we way off. the image that he has in here does not show the stacks. I it just cuts off right behind the door. Uh, where the bed starts. So I don't know if so it's a real one. Or no? I, I don't know. It's a, it's at SRT Auto Wrecking on huh. in uh, Fontana. Interesting. Mm. All right. Well, if anybody's looking for a Little Red Express, apparently there's one available here in uh, SoCal. Lightning and Holman, how's it going, guys? So don't get me wrong. I absolutely love my current truck, which I've emailed in and called the five star hotline about before my 2017 Nissan Titan XD Gas V8. But something occurred to me today as I was researching the new 2020 Ram 1500 Next Generation Eco Diesel. Can you imagine if Ram decided to bring back the Mega Cab as an option for the new Ram 1500 in 2020? Ooh. It would line up right now. How does this sound? Say it with me. 2020. 2020. Ram. Ram. 1500. 1500. Limited. Limited. Mega. Mega. Cab. Cab. Eco. Eco. Diesel. Diesel. Take all my money. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. This would likely be the most expensive Ram 1500 model you could possibly buy, but I just love the sound of that setup. My guess is if they did, it would be approximately $70,000 in limited trim with an Eco Diesel. Maybe a little bit more. Um, he says, however, given the fact that the Ford Platinum 3-liter Power Stroke or GMC Denali 3-liter Duramax are both trucks in the 65 to 75 range. Why are you range, racing through this? <laughs> to Keep me, going. <laughs> that doesn't sound unreasonable or out of line with the competition. Holman um, has had one too many Dr. Peppers. <laughs> I have uh, had a few people email me and ask if the Mega Cab was coming back to the 1500. Yeah? Sadly, it is not. Oh. The reason being that the new cab's four inches longer, so it splits the difference between the old crew and the uh, old, old Mega Cab, okay. which for a while, back when they first came out, was available on the 1500, which uh, is pretty cool. So no more. Bye-bye. No more Mega Cab on the Ram. All par explained, says Ray. Lightning and Holman. Holman said All par is a Chrysler website, which paints an inaccurate picture. Allpar is a Mopar enthusiast website, not really associated with Chrysler or FCA. I correspond occasionally via email with David <laughs> Zatz, the founder, nearing retirement himself. See Allpar's About Us <laughs> at the link Ray's below. Ray's trying to keep us honest, but nobody said Chrysler owned the website. We were no. loosely saying that it was for, we should have said yes, Mopar enthusiast, but yes. it's a Chrysler, that's the subject matter on the website. So here's what you say. Well, thank you, Ray. Noted. <laughs> uh, good day, sir. Good day. <laughs> Holman, when you think innovation, what's the first thing that pops into your head? Uh, clearly, it's shovels. <laughs> shovels. I mean, it shouldn't pop into your head, but it does when you're talking about Dean Moss Collective. Hey, I'll tell you right now, when you're stuck off-road mm-hmm. and you don't have a good shovel around, you are thinking shovels. So somebody got the wise acre idea to start a Kickstarter campaign and not only do they start this campaign, but they beat their goal in just a couple of hours. And this is going to be Susan and her team at Demos. Do we want to dial them up yeah, and get, get to the bottom of this? Let's give her a call and uh, I want see what I did with no, it. No, no, no. Because you don't do the shovel. No, 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 no. I want to get the scoop. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Hello, this is Susan. Susan, it's Lightning from the Truck Show Podcast along with my buddy Holman. What's happening? How's it going? Holman, Lightning, what's up? We want to get the scoop. We want to get the scoop. (laughs) See, because (laughs) it's going to be a lot of shovel puns. All right, Susan, before we start, we've got to play. I figure you're a snowboarder, right? I am. All right, so that means you get the punk rock intro. Don't move. Man, that hurts my throat. I think that's more death metal than punk. Uh, yeah, I was thinking. I, I, yeah, I misstated. That's uh, like industrial. <laughs> that, you know, that might have gone too far for Susan. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think there is anything too far for Susan. What do you think? Is that all right? It's all right, man. Okay, good. Hey, Susan. You guys read me well. <laughs> first, first things first. Um, you you head up a group called the Demos Collective. Off air, Holman and I are like, I can't even imagine what that stands for. And so before you tell us, <laughs> we have figured it out. We have we know we figured it out. All right, right. So uh, what's what's your first guess here, Holman? Uh, okay, my first guess is, dude, my only shovel. Mm. Really? Okay. <laughs> Mine was a uh, dog munched Oscar's uh, sock. Nope, nope. Nope. I'm okay. thinking, uh, damn it, mud on my shoes. Because oh, I'm thinking one. if you have mud on your shoes, right. you're probably in a huh. place you need a shovel. I was thinking it was uh, Doug's massive off-road shindig. Uh, I was thinking, uh, no, it was this most outrageous shovel. Oh, that's a good one. No, oh, my God. That's so I, close. I know what it is. I got it. Okay. Dig me out, Susan. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay, hold on. Well, I had digging me out of stuff. No. How Dig about, me out, uh, Susan. Right, right, hold on. Hold Don't on. keep going. No, I no, gave I got the punchline. No, but you, you didn't let me get through all mine. You had like a list there. I thought we were... Di- okay. How about discovered in many outdoor situations? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys are amazing. I love all of the things. And we've had a lot of customers come up with things, but no one, no one has been uh, more inventive than Lightning and Holman. So your list is already giving you a 10 out of 10. It stands for... Uh, well, first of all, is this a family podcast? May uh, I use an, it's fine. an expletive or you, should you I? You can. No, we bleep. Yes, we we'll bleep. bleep. We'll bleep. Okay. Okay. Can you bleep? Okay. So it stands for do my own Oh, okay. Well, that's, well, that that's solid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, that's kind of a snowboarder, skater type of attitude, right? Just yeah. doing my own thing. Well, the thing is, is that it, uh, this whole company got, got its start. There's a great story behind it that has to do with, you know, the fact that you know, they call me now Mama Bear of Demos, but like I'm, you know, I have a teenage son and he's also a big mountain snowboarder. And, you know, I mean, anytime you're around, you know, guys and kids, right? What, you know, teenagers, whatever they're going to say is they're going to be like, you know, like, don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> Do <laughs> right. <my own> stuff. <laughs> and I mean, I think that the idea of contractor and contractor shovels and kind of, you know, dumbed down, you know, kind of plastic snow shovels like you found in mountain towns or e-tools is really the whole kind of kind of part of our brand that like none of that is really purpose built for people that actually go out and explore and do adventures. And so that's really at the heart of our brand. Now that is, you mentioned e-tools, that phrase, that's something that a lot of our you know listeners may not be familiar with. Yeah. So um, in, uh, in the shovel world of my, of my, of my <laughs> the world, the shovel of industry, the shovel world, that's the what I said industry. just last Sunday. I was hanging out with my friends like in the shovel world. Did you go to uh, the shovel expo? Yes, I did. Yeah, well, did what, yes. I mean, how many booths were there? Uh, <laughs> it was just just one. You know what? There are a bunch of Chinese shovels there and Susan has one that's made in the USA. Oh, really? <laughs> That's true, actually. All the, all the shovels. All, okay, so you know how like all the tires in the world are made at two factories in China? Yes. Right. 
Okay, so it's the same thing with shovels. So basically all the shovels in the world are probably made at like two or three factories in China. They're all foundries, and they basically, if they're making a, a dirt shovel, they make them out of steel, and they effectively forge or stamp those heads and then put a wooden shaft on it and try to do so under various brand names and send them to hardware stores or big box stores. Um, and then in the plastic shovel space, that is all probably injection molded and largely probably out of some of the same factories. And, you know, it's just a really like unimaginative space. But the thing is, guys, there's guys with trucks out there. Yeah. They have a shovel problem. Well, here's they the deal, right? Shovels and trucks. <laughs> that that most is weird people... because, Holman, the shovel problem is playing the Roxy tonight. They are. They're opening up for uh, uh, Dig Me Out Susan. That's yes, really. <laughs> so, so, Susan, you know, here when we're in the uh, off-road space or overlanding, camping, all the things that we like to do, it seems like there's only a couple different shovels. You've got the one that you can buy at the hardware store that has either fiberglass or a wood handle that's about six feet long and has your uh, your your forged steel uh, spade on it. Mm-hmm. Or you have the military surplus fold-up ones, and those are great for a backpack and f- compact, but they don't move a lot of dirt because the spade is so small. So what's a what's a guy to do off-road? And before you answer, can we play a little bit of the clip from your Kickstarter campaign? Absolutely. Demos Collective was born in 2015 with a simple goal in mind, make a better snow shovel. We did. Our first shovel was the most crowdfunded ever. Since then, we've existed with another goal in mind, to elevate the art of digging by making the finest shovels in the world. Innovative design, unparalleled strength, and limitless durability. Now we're back with our most anticipated groundbreaking tool yet. Introducing the Delta Shovel, a full-sized, fully collapsible, fail-proof three-in-one shovel built for the most demanding jobs. American heritage manufacturing, premium materials, and cutting-edge engineering combined for the most advanced shovel ever made. Pretty darn impressive uh, commercial that you've got on the, um, what's kind of an expose of the company and how it all got, got going on Kickstarter. And, and by and the way, this was your third Kickstarter, and you guys fully funded it in like what an hour, an hour and a half, something like that. Yeah, like forty-five minutes. Yes, it is our third. And actually, <laughs> the other thing that I think is kind of cool because I know lightning that you know you and I both share a love of music, um, but for some bizarre reason, it just seems like a blues thing. But the Delta is very special. It's our seventh shovel. So that just sounds like a blues song right there. You know, it's like seven sun, you know, <laughs> son does. of a gun. Next thing you know, we're going to talk about mama in prison. And, like, you know, it could go very quickly. She left me direction. and stole my shovel. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So anyway, it's no, but the Delta is very special for us because um, it is, uh, we, we've been proven for now four years in the snow space and carried by, you know, some pretty impressive folks from X Games athletes to firefighters to uh you know, people who are responders, defenders, um, uh, professional coaches in the um, in the Pyeongchang Olympics, of all things. Demos was used by I think it was uh, seven different countries, race coaches in the uh, in the discipline of uh, snowboard slalom. No and kidding. also, um, yeah. So uh, it's a it's a it's a very compact tr- professional quality tool that's used to groom in snow and ice. And so that's really where we. Okay, pun intended, cut our teeth. Um, and, and yet, you know, we were anxious to get to dirt. You know, I've been doing uh, some rally car uh, racing with the Rebel Rally and um, very aware that in mud and in dry lake beds, um, our traditional offering that we basically built the company around, which is mostly sort of a rake 
like appearance, much more of a, uh, of a of a snow rake than a dirt shovel or spade. Um, so we wanted to build something for dirt, and it took two years in development because we wanted to get it right. I mean, Demos <laughs> is very much about. Hey, Susan, what are you working on? Yeah, you know, right. a shovel. We're just I'm um, developing. No, a no, shovel. no, our seventh shovel. Right. So, oh, seventh shovel. But right. we care about this shovel because it's in our space. We're That's right. No, yeah. although, shovels, sure. I will say that our other shovels are also in your space too, because the Alpha Two was built for uh, guys to put in their trucks who live in snow country. So uh, that 100% is also a truck shovel. It's sort of funny. Uh, I I go on Kickstarter and I fund things from time, time to time, and I'm always looking for something interesting. And how often do they come through? Because a lot of the Kickstarters are just vague. Uh, 100% of the things that I've done have all, have all gone through. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so I had stumbled across this, and I had favorited it, and I was watching it, and I'm like, Oh, you know, I started getting like the twitches with when your thumb wants to like, and I'm like, I j- I I get it because so you didn't do it. Well, hold on, hold oh, on, no, 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 boo. no, hold on, hold on. I, I got a sound effect just for you because I know you didn't do it. But I'll tell you why I didn't do it. So I went through, I, I found it, I favorited it, I saw that you guys did some social stuff, and that's what drove me to the Kickstarter too. And and I was like, man, that's really cool. And for all the stuff we do at Four Wheeler and you know Four Wheeling Off Road and JP and out in the dirt and all that stuff, I'm thinking, man, what a great tool because I love tools. I love having the right tool for the job in the back of the Jeep, back of the truck. Say that again? Nope. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I had it favorited. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let me sleep on it. And the that's ver- what she said. And the very next morning, I was going to get that. Yeah, in there, I know. No I was, what, yeah. yeah, you were. That's what she said. And I was going to in the morning go back to it. Mm-hmm. And I look at my email, and it's my friend Matt Glass who's doing PR for Susan, and says, "I got to tell you about this real cool shovel." And I'm like, <laughs> Ah, <laughs> yes, but you didn't do it. <laughs> well, because we have Susan on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you, you knew. didn't do it. Yet, right. The campaign doesn't close until the twenty first. By the way, you know you're very curious. You want to hear stories. You want to know the back. You know, you want to know uh, the backstory. You want to know about development. You want to know how we think. Okay. You don't Susan? just want to know about our shovel. You want to know how we think. And I'm here to tell you how we thought about this project. I it's, it's I will tell you. I will tell you why I did not buy the shovel. The honest truth. And it's going to be BS. Okay. And I need and I need you now because mm-hmm. you are going to put me in the right direction. I read everything and I got so excited. And then when you go to when you go to purchase and fund mm-hmm. on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. it says, "Do you want steel or aluminum?" And I froze. You lying sack. No, <laughs> no. I'm like, no. I don't know. I like the lightweight of aluminum and that it won't corrode. Yeah. But then here's the hard, heavy duty steel shovel. That seems like that would be the way to go. And I completely so froze. You're the guy at the roulette table who can't put a bet down, and then you're like, red and, and black, red and black. And then no, you're like, I'm. You know what? I would have done black. And then right then the ball falls in black, and you're like, oh, I would have won that. You're no, that guy. No, no, my luck. It fell in red, and I'm fine. I walk away. And, 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 <laughs> no worse for the wear. So uh, you have different construction on the uh, on the blade of this. What's the best way to go? Well, so, I mean, I think it really depends on your needs. Like I see that if you, so first of all, for your, for the listeners, um, Demos makes shovels out of all American-made ma- manufacturers and materials. So basically 6061 aluminum, U.S. stamped, and then 12-gauge cold-rolled steel. And it's really about the strength-to-weight ratio for you. So, for example, if you are always going to keep your shovel in your truck and you're planning on doing um, a lot of of heavyweight digging simply from the truck and not planning to port said shovel, you know, in, in any distance from the truck, I would say get the steel. I mean, it's, it's like, 
steel is always going to be stronger than aluminum. It's just going to weigh twice as much. On the other hand, if you're going to use, and what we find is that there's a lot of customers that want to use the Demos Delta, not just in their vehicle, but they want to use it maybe in a vehicle where weight matters. So, for example, if they're mounting it on um, a bed rack, uh, they want to keep, they want to reduce weight. You know, these are guys that are wanting, you know, they want aluminum bumpers. They don't want steel. You know, I mean, there's just people. They're fancy, Susan. Just say it. They're fancy. Fancy. There's fancy people. There's fancy <laughs> shovel people. And they want our blade in uh, 6061 aluminum is three mil thick. So they want that product because they're like, hey, you know what? I want to like not, I just don't want it to ever rust. I don't want to worry about it. I don't want the weight. That's that guy. So you just have to decide which guy. You're coming up with this product and you're sitting around the campfire with who? And, and, and who hatches the very first shovel idea? So my kid hatched the very first shovel idea. You know, my, my kid who's a guy now. Right. And, 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 and he half, says, I want his first truck and like, you know, trying to get me to help go in on that. But right I, tell so. me about the conversation. How does this get started? He's like, I, hey, mom, I want to do, I make a shovel and I want to market it. <laughs> and it's going to be the most expensive <laughs> shovel anyone's ever bought. <laughs> but it'll last, it's heirloom quality shovel that will last a lifetime. Right. No, that's not exactly how it came about. But here's how it kind of came about. And actually, I'll try to make it funny so that at least if, you know, there's truth and then there's sort of a funny lens on truth. So really what happened is, you know, there I was watching my kid from the kitchen sink building these jumps because he wanted to be like Travis Rice. And I live in Jackson, Wyoming, and that's where Travis Rice grew up and is from. And so that's what the kids all think they want to do, you know, because he's a really cool dude. So basically, I saw my kid building these jumps and he took all of the shovels, both the kind of contractor shovels, you know, hardware store shovels that were steel with a wood shaft and also plastic driveway shovels and basically left them in the yard and then broke them. And I just couldn't stand like this whole like shovel mess. And to me, that was a shovel problem. And I'm like, damn, why doesn't somebody build gear for, you know, people like my kid, you know, like he's got a Volcom sweatshirt. He's got skull candy earphones like, you know, they need to have like their tool, you know, and I knew train park tools because obviously I'd been around ski resorts and a lot of train parks. And most companies that manufacture train park tools are in the uh, the business of manufacturing snowcats. So the tool segment of their business is sold to their resort clients that are buying these these snowcats. So um, they don't really have a consumer angle. So Demos really exists by, because we've looked at all the different shovels. We looked at all the different gear and sort of said, look, we understand that there's a gap in the market. There's kind of, you know, uh, like full-size terrain tools for people that build jumps. There's Abbey shovels if you're in an emergency situation. There's emergency e-tools. There are contractor shovels and there are driveway snow shovels. You know, but the thing is, is that there is this space where people are doing real work on the go and from vehicles. And no, the most important segment of that, I would say, are people who are using their vehicle for either work or for their exploration or their off-road adventures. So whether you're a rally car driver or you're someone who's driving to Alaska or whether you're, you know, uh, a I'm utility both. worker. You are. Well, that's good. <laughs> Why not? Or right? like you're a utility worker and you're out in the field, you know, and you're, you know, checking on, you know, different, um, you know, uh, whatever, you know, fuse vices. I mean, if you're in doing your work, uh, we have DEA agents, for example, using demo shovels. We have, you know, first responders. We have firefighters. So people are either using them for work and for pleasure. Now, I don't know right? how like, I, I don't know how I feel about that because public servants are spending a lot of money on shovels. I'm just saying <laughs> that's because they break a lot of them. 
I know. Well, they're they're standing looking into their backyards at their at their shovel graveyard, like Susan was, and she's like, "There's <laughs> the shovel graveyard." Yeah, I know. And, oh, shovel graveyard. Yeah, you know, also they're, opening. They're playing, yeah, yeah. No, they're playing the glass house in Pomona <laughs> yeah, tomorrow night. Of course they yeah. are. Sorry. So let's let's talk about what what makes this shovel special. Are we still talking about shovels? We are. We are. We are. <laughs> We're going to be talking about shovels for a while, but I do want to also talk about shovels and trucks and how they relate. I think that's important. People here care about that. Uh, they do. Well, because tr- trucks get buried a lot, so uh, that's yeah. one use. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, sometimes well, you have okay. to shovel stuff out of the back of your truck. Yep. That's true. And the other thing about, uh, okay, so there's like, let's talk about guys with trucks because I think that's your topic, right? So the way I look at it, because I live in a town where there's a lot of trucks, and it turns out, what is it? I did a little research before coming on here. Um, I thought you guys were going to tease me about being a forerunner driver, so I wanted to make sure <laughs> that I was sufficiently, nice. sufficiently you know, adapted burst on trucks. So I understand that 18% of all vehicles in the U.S. are sold are trucks and that uh, and that only 15% of truck owners use their pickup trucks for work. So you got a lot of guys who are, are basically using their trucks for their commute um, or who are using, sorry, I got a little dog problem, not a shovel problem, <laughs> dog problem. Um, anyway, you got a lot of guys that are using their trucks that are that are just for, for let's say, for, for pleasure or for, for commuting to work as opposed to just a work truck. And, you know, the thing is, is that you don't want to look like you're working when you're not working. So we all know that, you know, when I say this visual, you're going to get it right away. There's like, there's like these guys that have landscaping trucks and they take PVC pipes and they go to the hardware store like Home Depot. And every single hardware store shovel is like stuck in a little PVC pipe that's behind the cab. Yes. And that's how they carry their, their tools. Absolutely. Okay. But like, like, let's say you're a general contractor. Like you've got guys that do masonry. You've got guys that do drywall. You've got guys that do roofing and framing. You don't want to look like that. Like you leave your job site. You don't want to necessarily have like, tools no, sticking she's right. out. You need the Rolex of shovels. <laughs> well, you need to have a truck that is kitted. So that's where, like, I know you guys, um, they, the, the, that deck system is super cool. And you Nice know, guys deck are plug, by the way. Wow. Will this fit? Guys are in... wanting to put their tools away, so the, I get that. This is folding. They, this is a foldable shovel that will fit in your deck drawer. It fits in your drawers. Exactly. So I think it's all about. It's not I mean, the only thing really that fits exist. in my drawers. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a shovel this big, my friend. I had that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. The uh, the Delta shovel blade measures uh, 11 inches by 13 inches by that's two, what she and, said. two and a quarter inches. <laughs> and, oh, that's uh, what she said. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she said. And uh, <laughs> it, it has a uh, two-inch foot pad, so it's extra wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12, that's not what she said. 12 oversized flush rivets <laughs> that attach the spade to the tool. Yeah. A three-millimeter thick blade. Are you allowed to say blade. that? Aircraft-grade aluminum or steel, powder-coated. It's got an anodized telescopic shaft. I mean, there's so many puns here. I don't, you know, uh, my my co-host who is 12 years old cannot contain himself wow, right now. Wow, what are you, how dare He's like you? giggling over here. It has a nylon Zytel T-grip, mm-hmm. a stainless spring pin for mm-hmm. longevity and anti-corrosion properties, a two-millimeter thick wall handle, mm-hmm. three-inch overlap segment for strength, 12-gauge steel connector, stainless detente pin with retention wire, and the shovel can go to either shovel or hoe mode. <laughs> I'm going to refrain. For the, for the, oh, now, now I'm going to refrain. That's the line? Okay. You always say don't make those types of jokes. Uh, well, that's true. Okay, and so if you were to choose the steel-bladed shovel, comes in at 6.3 pounds while the aluminum model is 3.5 pounds, and uh, lightning, also not for you, the shaft length extends to 51 inches. So, yeah, buddy! Oh, Emmy was happy about that. Yeah, so do you know our friend Emmy Hall, who's also participated in the Rebel Rally? 
I do. Yeah, she's awesome. We uh, can on? you imagine Susan and Emmy in the same truck off roading? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I would need like earmuffs. Oh, it would be like, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to get Rebecca. I don't think you can break Rebecca and Emmy apart. So no, yeah. no, they those two they're they're such a duo. Oh, they yeah. are amazing. Yeah, em- Emmy is a uh, a crowd favorite and one of our. Uh, our uh, a guest who comes on the most here on the Truck Show podcast, so she's a good friend of ours. In fact, we just had her on uh, episode or two ago talking about Rebel Rally because this year she got a Rolls Royce Cullinan to uh, take yes. out there, so a yes. four hundred thousand yes. dollar SUV. Well done, Emmy. Yeah, that's super cool. Hey, Susan, what's the end game here for you with with making shovels? I mean, are you trying to get is it is it to get into Home Depot? Just keep it online, direct to consumer. Um, what's your what's you and your son's vision? Well, um, I, the, the company is actually uh, my, my child focuses on school these days. He's still in high school. <laughs> the company actually has, uh, you know, there's a team of us who are, who are we're working together these days. So it's not necessarily uh, just me and sort of my kid. Uh, but Demos has got an incredibly strong team. Um, and I would say that uh, the vision really is that we want to continue to make our, our vision is to make some of the baddest shovels in the world, period. Like when you think of the shovel category and you actually really want the perfect shovel as gear, there's only one answer and that's Demos. We own that space. Are you and saying we will that dominate you're, that space. you're not going so, to uh, get into other other markets with your with your technologies and you know your? It seems like are you going to expand past tools? Is what uh, Lightning's trying to say. There's a lot of other tools she can make, though. Absolutely, that's what. Yeah, I'm so we we are expanding the heads of the shovels into all sorts of attachments, basically. So in in the January 2020, you'll see us um, basically unleash effectively the whole uh, what we consider to be like the perfect auto kit. So everything for us is really being built off of our platform platform of, you know, the shovel and shaft system and then all the different heads. And um, our customers really love the idea that everything in the demo system is effectively like a quiver and it's modular so that you can customize effectively your tools. I think that staying in the space uh, that we that we currently own, which is um, all season, all, ta- all terrain, premium, overbuilt, really quite frankly, the right tool. We want to own that space. Um, and we really are carried at our distribution strategy is that we are sold. Uh, we're factory direct. And that's, you know, call us, get on our website. Uh, we go to shows, you know, off-road expos, et cetera, uh, auto shows. Uh, you can buy from us uh, direct and then we ship factory direct. The other thing is, is we also have distribution through kind of uh, what we consider to be uh, specialty retailers that focus in automotive. I've got a list right so, here of all sorts of different places. You guys are, yeah. uh, looks like REI, Huckberry. Uh, Moose Jaw, Camp Saver, Next uh, Adventure, MTN, Man Toy Shop, Schnest, Sportsman's Warehouse, and then of course your website. Are you just making these names up? Or are they real? No, they're, they're actually real. Okay. And uh, and it looks like uh, also dmoscollective.com if you want to deal directly with the manufacturer on that. Correct. Very cool. And uh, it looks like uh, if people want to follow you on social, it's at Demos, so at D-M-O-S underscore collective. And then you guys are also on Facebook, Demos Collective. And your website is absolutely gorgeous. You guys have, I mean, I was just walking. I, I never thought I could spend so much time looking at cool shovels. Uh, the thing is, is that it, it really is. I just want to say that this whole idea of, you know, what we do um, is for people that um, that value their gear. There's a lot of people that are just sick of being in a situation, particularly in our in our in our snow market, of uh, feeling like they just don't have an alternative. And um, you know, there is no emergency shovel that is made um, as 
uh, as well and built to last. I mean, if you buy from Demos, it's heritage quality. It's going to be, it's bomber. Like it will last, it will outlast you for sure. And we like to say in our snow world, I mean, we know this because for four years, like we've really dominated and we've grown our business so well in that space that that allowed us to get into dirt. But in the snow world, when you take a demo shovel to ice and I mean, I've seen six foot seven guys that are 300 pounds, like try this at trade shows, you know, and I'll be like, Hey, try to break the shovel or break the ice. And literally like in that demonstration, um, our shovels are unbreakable. Um, so the shovel is not going to break the ice. It's going to break if you hit it with, with ice. So when we set out to do the Delta shovel for dirt, which is on Kickstarter right now, uh, that I think a lot of your listeners would be very interested in. Um, it's with that mindset, that rigor in mind that we really approach this project. So the, uh, the idea of creating an overbuilt tool that won't fail you and that is built like the toughest gear is what we were going for. And, um, and we've succeeded. I mean, our, fa- our factory, uh, and designers and engineers, um, have really, uh, created, I think, something very special. Um, and this is pretty novel because it's been, you know, 80 years since, um, the world war one e-tool really, you know, changed the, the world of the shovels forever, you know, since it was a change from a contractor shovel. Um, other than that, very little innovation in our space. So, um, the idea of being able to have, you know, a shovel or a hoe with a shaft of any length, um, always at hand, never in the way, you know, it's either mounted to your bed rack or it's in your truck bed toolbox, or it's in your deck drawers, um, or, you know, it's, uh, you know, if you have a crew cab, you know, it's either behind the seat or under the seat, like that is tight. And that, to me, if you are a guy that is driving, I mean, today's American, you know, today's passenger trucks are just, uh, they're gorgeous, they're capable, they're, they're stout, they're, you know, you need a tool to match. You need a, you need a tool to match. And I mean, you know, there's not that many people that are going to go out and, um, with a, a a fairly kitted, you know, once you start getting into fairly kitting, you know, your truck and doing maybe aftermarket wheels, you know, you're not going to put a contractor shovel in the bed and just like have it roll around. Like, not, that's not, not if a you have solution. options. I mean, a lot of people so, do that, but they don't have options. That's right. And the thing is, is that you know, even if you take and you say, okay, I still, you know, I'm not sure, you know, not sure about Demos. Tell me more. You know, a 51 to 60 inch long shovel can only be mounted in certain places, you know, on your bed. Um, and so, or it, it, it's just limiting. And the thing about Demos is that we make these vehicle mounts that are super versatile. Every, every shovel we make comes with a mount for your vehicle rack or, uh, or roof rack or spare tire or snowmobile or ATV. And then we also make um, bags so that if you want to put it behind your seat or under a seat, you've got that stowing solution too. So, you know, it's not just about having a shovel. It's about having a very strong shovel that won't fail you, that won't rust, that's heritage quality, that you're never going to have to replace, that you can rely on, and it's always at hand and never in the way. Because you know what's a real shovel problem, you guys? Not having one? Not having one. Yeah, d- yeah. digging with your hands. I, I've yeah. had to do that before. Uh, well, we didn't have the proper tool. Glamis. Glamis. Yep. That's right. Just absolutely sucked. We did not say... What these things cost? I will tell you guys. I'll tell the listeners. So our uh, our Delta shovel is now the uh, I would say sort of the uh, the penultimate shovel in the Demos's line. I think we mentioned it's our seventh shovel. So it's on Kickstarter right now. There are uh, reward tiers. So depending on when you hit it, hit us up on the campaign, um, you kind of have to keep monitoring that uh, in order to get like the best deal. So if you see a great deal, snag it. Uh, because it's between, I think, uh, 40 and $50 off on 
Kickstarter and its regular price is $199. And our uh, sort of snow shovels ranging from our stealth shovel to our Alpha 2, and we also make a stealth pro, and then we make a couple variants of each of those. They range in price from $119 to $149. Uh, those are all 6061 aluminum. The as as uh, Lightning and Holman said, the Delta comes <laughs> in two forms. You can either get it in 12 gauge cold rolled steel, or you can get it in 6061 aluminum. Both have a 6061 aluminum shaft. We're making an elite version that has a milled. Um, it's an aluminum milled uh, grip out of aluminum billet, um, and that's going to start getting into more kind of saws and some tactical tools. Um, and, uh, you know, for people that, uh, that love their great, their, they love great gear. I mean, you know, I just, I just can't imagine, you know, in the hunting world, the fishing world, you know, again, the world of work where you need to have a tool at hand and, uh, and not, and, and also like have it in appropriate space and have it really conveniently stowed, you know, Demos is, is the answer for sure. Yeah. So head over to uh, Kickstarter. Uh, right now you have, uh, 500 backers in your, Pledge was uh, you wanted had a goal of thirty thousand. You're over a hundred thousand dollars now. And why Kickstarter? Because you you could have just you know got an investor based on your previous success and just launched it. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think the thing that's cool about Kickstarter is that it is a very loud product launch because uh, it's where new products are effectively uh, are effectively birthed. So there's a lot of companies like like ours that um, sell factory direct and um, innovate in their space and bring products to market quickly like Demos does. And Kickstarter allows us to put our product in front of that early adopter audience. And then after we finish our Kickstarter campaign, it's only a three-week campaign, we'll be available on our own website as well as on our partners' websites. Um, and then we'll be shipping to our wholesale uh, clients for Christmas. So it's a great way for us to launch our product in front of people that are super interested in getting not only a great deal, because Kickstarter is really about getting a great deal on a product that's coming to market and you get the first run, but getting it early. So if you, uh, again, want to go check out uh, demoscollective.com, uh, also uh, on Facebook and Instagram is demos underscore collective. And uh, Susan... Thank you so much for uh, making shovels so exciting for us. What today. a freaking fireball you are. <laughs> are! Were you in marketing before this, before Demos? Well, you know, I like to say I was. I, I did some things in marketing for sure, uh, but uh, but people mostly know me because I. They joke. It's like, oh, she was offshore to off road. That's awesome. Uh, short off road. Nice. Yeah. There was no, sh there were no shovels on the road, but it, back in the day, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, and being self-reliant on the Pacific ocean, having to basically rely on gear and also fabricate things out of like, uh, aluminum and carbon fiber. So kind of got into that world. I think through that, the joy and of now, quality gear. You know, All right. Well, thank you so much. You're the best. And we appreciate you carving out some time for us and, uh, we're going to uh, help you sell some, uh, some shovels. Holman and Lightning, thank you guys so much for having me on your show. You got you it. You guys are a blast. I thank loved you. your names. You got to write them down for me afterward and send them <laughs> over. They were amazing. Thank All you right. so much for having me. Awesome. You got it. Thanks, Susan. All right. Thank you. Okay. Cheers. Take care. Later. Bye-bye. Holman, are you good with some five-star hotline? Let's do it. Oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the five-star hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the five-star hotline. Five-star Hi, um, I'm a student at Villanova University uh, studying um, the truck uh, podcast, 
industry, and I'm just wondering what your average number of listeners is. Thank you. Uh, those guys well, well, stalked off, us for uh, they, we got DMs, okay. we got Facebook messages, yeah, we got emails, yeah, and we got a voicemail. Well, hold on a second. I'm a student at Villanova University studying the truck podcast industry. Yeah, apparently there's some uh, project they're doing for a business class, and so they were asking us if we could give them all of our proprietary information about how we make the uh, magic that is the Truck Show podcast. I Well, the, the key word that I'm having troubles with uh-huh. is industry. <laughs> that would mean that there's more than just one. There's a few. I mean, there's us and, you know, and C10 Talk and what else? Uh, there's the dudes there's out of the, Florida that haven't done it in a million yeah, years. Yeah, there's you know? the Diesel Power, uh, the Diesel guys in their uh, uh, podcast. There is, um, oh, there's a couple off-road ones. Uh, I mean, nobody goes as like wide as we do about trucks. Right. Lots of nichey truck stuff. Yeah, but uh, but not as wide. I uh-huh. wonder if our buddy Ronnie over at C10 Talk got the same email from those guys. <laughs> I don't know. He I, may have. I would love to share that info information, but uh, sorry, it's all proprietary. yeah, yeah. No, mm. I would love you guys. Thank you very much for finding us and reaching out. But sorry. <laughs> What's up, guys? Lightning at home and uh, question for you. So for my job, I work for a government agency that uh, let's say services the forest. And a lot of their fleet vehicles are um, Rams. Uh, in fact, the one that I currently drive and have been dri- driving for the last few years is, a, I think it's like a 2016 Ram 1500. Now, last year, um, driving around up in the mountains, and this this truck all of a sudden it starts to shut down. All the gauges uh, start going all wacky, like the tachometer goes from one side to the other side, all the lights start flashing, and eventually it shuts off. And uh, if I wait long enough and unhook the battery, it'll start back up, and you can go a little bit farther. Now, granted, this is on a dirt road, um, and this truck has seen, I think it has like 28,000 miles, and it's about 50-50 highway, and, and you know the other half is driving on dirt roads. Now, my question is, when we took this truck into the dealer, because it was still under warranty, the dealer looked at it, didn't know what was going on, and we had to take it back a few times. And then they told us that these that the Ram 1500s were not designed to go off-road. Now, is that true, or is the dealer just totally trying to blow wow. smoke because he can't figure out what's wrong with the truck? Anyway, guys, love the show. Keep it up. Good work. All and right. Five stars. Oh, nice. Hey, five, five stars. stars. All right, here's the deal. Your dealer is full of crap, and you yeah. need to immediately go find a new dealer. That oh, is bogus, and I have I, heard that before from dealers yeah. where they go, your truck isn't Here, Here's the deal. I guarantee you it was probably a loose ground, not a big deal, that was caused by all those off-road miles. It's just an electrical connector grounding to the chassis that might have loosened up. You probably have a bad ground, or your battery wasn't fully grounded because a lot of times get your battery cables will come off. Probably nothing serious. Uh, could be something like a uh, charging issue with the alternator, but the reality is, uh, electrical issues are pretty tough to diagnose, and a lot of dealers don't want to spend their flat rate time on it, so they're going to give you a bogus uh, a, a bogus story so to make you go away. And do not accept that. That truck is under warranty. There's absolutely nothing wrong. I have spent a decade-plus bashing Rams off-road, and they are very good off-road. I've never had any crazy issues where a Ram failed me. I have had issues with bad grounds in, in vehicles over time. 
and uh, you'll usually see the tachometer sweep and stuff as the power is basically coming in and out of the electrical system. And uh, nothing wrong with your uh, with the RAM off-road and probably just something simple like a bad ground and shame on your dealer. And uh, I know uh, some friends of ours from FCA and from RAM listen to the show. I'm sure they'll want to uh, know who told you that <laughs> because uh, they may be visiting a, uh, we a should dealer. Out, we should out the dealer. Yeah, I wonder I, who it is. I, I hate douchebag dealers. Well, that do that. I don't know yeah. if I would want to out them just because it's one side of the story, but I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be opposed to passing the name on to uh, sure. to one of our friends. That dealership is the They are the mounted parameters the, of, of the dealership, dealership world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Hey, Lightning, Holman. Uh, my name's Riley Watson. I've got a 78 Ford F-250 extended cab, and I really wish you guys would play or talk about some older stuff. Be really informative. Also, love the podcast. Love it, man. Also, I watch Fall Guy, Duke the Hazard, <laughs> nice. stuff like that. I'm 14. I work for Opera hey, Design. Huh. I should probably stop rambling, but... <laughs> So wait, so uh, Riley Watson must be Stephen Watson's uh, son, Stephen Watson, who owns Off-Road Design, who is also a listener of the podcast. Look at you putting the puzzle pieces together. So we, uh, I've, I've been uh, trying to find out if Stephen will go on, but I know he's prepping for Ultimate Adventure right now. We have to have Hazel on to talk about UA because that's coming up. Um, but well, yeah, look, Riley, ask your dad to come on the damn show. Yeah, you guys, why you freaking come on down to the studio? <laughs> come hang out with us. We, okay. uh, we would love to have you guys. So to all the listeners who are saying, hey, I wish you guys would talk about more historical blah, blah, blah. Lightning and I were talking about, I, I, we might want to do some sort of a uh, segment called uh, you know, History with Holman or something where we go maybe one model, like maybe a square body Chevy or a high and, boy and Ford. And do a deep dive. Yeah, like maybe just a, a segment on the history of that one truck and then maybe bring in an expert that's associated with it and uh, and give you guys a little background on some of maybe the, the, the past trucks out there. So, so we're working we're, on this. Yeah. It may happen uh, sooner than later. And we may completely forget and leave it in a box of T-shirts on the floor. <laughs> nah, I think we I think we do this one. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, Riley, thanks, buddy. We appreciate you uh, listening and uh, come on our freaking show already. Hey, also, uh, I I have a request for you guys. I want you to call the five star hotline six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. An easy way to find it, if you can't write it down, just go to our Instagram, and there's a call button in our profile, and push that. And I want you to record your tailpipe or your engine as it's being revved or have someone rev it for you, and then give us a few seconds, and then tell us what it is. There should be some hints, too. There should be some hints. But then at the end, we do need you to disclose what it is in case we're stumped. I don't want to go on and play something that we can't ultimately figure out. Yeah. But I want you to give us kind of a pregnant pause- after a couple of revs, and let us guess. Are uh, all pauses pregnant? Uh, no. Some okay. pauses are brief. A brief pause. Yes. Like no, this one. I, and I want to, no, a pregnant pause is like ah! this. <laughs> no. 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 Not like no. your condor friend? No. Oh, okay. No. Uh, how about, <laughs> you know, well, you can't do that. Stand up and do it right. Yeah, hold on. Hold oh, on. Stand up and grab your ass. <laughs> you did it wrong. Uh, yeah. It's no, did, no, it's stop. It's Stand back. Step back. No, I just did it. No, you didn't do it right. No, I Step out of your full, chair. Full cupping. No, you didn't. Step bend up. over. No, I didn't. You don't bend over. You stand straight up. Watch. Wait, you, you stand it. straight up? Straight up and grab uh, your butt. See? It's louder. Well, it's louder, so. right? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's got to be some science involved there. How about some real? You know there is. Can I tell you what it is? Because your shoulders are uh-huh. retracted, you're getting diaphragm. more air in your lungs and your diaphragm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who knew the uh, condor 
They're called the Condor Crow? <laughs> the Condor Crow? Well, I don't know. No, I don't it doesn't think, work. I don't think it is. Okay. All right. Uh, we've got some reviews here, so uh, how about we go through a couple? Here's one from Racer65X. It took a little while, but it stuck. I found your podcast one night while looking for something automotive-related, new and interesting. At first, I hated the jingles. Didn't think I'd stick around very long, but I listened to a few more episodes, <laughs> and I still don't care for the jingles, but the, con- oh. <laughs> but the content definitely makes up for those. Keep it up, and please do an episode about old trucks like my 75 F250 4x4 High Boy, Black Betty. And uh, he says, five, five stars. Five star review. Five stars. Nice. All right, we got one from a Jeep for you. It says, enjoy the show, guys. Great interview so far, and it's fun hearing about trucks from a magazine insider perspective. I would be interested in hearing from Christian Hazel, Rick Payway, and John Kappa. As you may be able to tell, I come from the JP Magazine Fanboy Club. Keep up the good work and five stars. And well, we he, had, should, he should have listened to previous episodes. Yeah, we've had all those guys yeah, on, and yeah, we'll we have. Ha- we'll have them on again as well. Go back and listen to our catalog. Uh, we've got one. Uh, this is Pete. Says uh, I finally figured out how to do it. Hell yeah! You guys are awesome. Best podcast ever. Woohoo! Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And five, five stars. stars. He's talking about uh, finally figuring out how to leave his five stars on, that, uh, yes. on iTunes. All right, we got one more here from. <laughs> Do you think his uh, he's got a VCR from 1988 still flashing twelve? Yeah, for maybe. The clock, yeah, because yeah. he can't figure out how to do the clock <laughs> on it. Uh, we got one more from uh, James M. Ross says one more thing that's better than In and Out, our podcast. Oh, he wow. says thanks and. Five stars! All right. So I appreciate you guys. Make sure you subscribe. Share with your friends. Let people on your social know that the Truck Show podcast exists. Uh, We are trying to keep this thing going, and uh, we've had really great growth, and we want to keep, I don't know, we want to keep on keeping on. So, Or as they say, keep on trucking, and that requires subscriptions and your five-star reviews and uh, sharing with your people. We really do appreciate the five-star reviews. They really mean a lot to us. So appreciate you guys listening. We're going to go home and uh, we're going to chill. We're going to rest because uh, this show and the last show just kicked our butts. Yeah, we had a crazy couple of weeks. (laughs) The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. We'd love for you guys to uh, shoot us an email. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That's truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Or go to our socials at truckshowpodcast. Got anything to say, Holman? Uh, I was just waiting to see if you're going to do the whole socials. No, I'm just going to peter out right At there. At Truck Show Podcast, where? Uh, what? On Instagram, Facebook. All right. What about Twitter? Nope, we're not on Twitter. At Truck Podcast. <laughs> Every just, time. No. All right. No. Uh, also, stop. Please support our sponsors. Head over to NissanUSA.com. Check out the all-new Titan, Titan XD, best warranty in the business, five-year, hundred thousand-mile warranty, and of course. Our buddies over at Decked. Uh, this podcast wouldn't be what it is without their support. Decked.com. And, and we wouldn't have met some of the fans that came out last episode absolutely. and hung out with us if it weren't for Decked bringing them out. So, fan- phenomenal support. Really appreciate you guys. Yeah, so Nissan and Deck, check them out, and uh, we out of here. We out? We out. You out? I'm out. Are you out? <laughs> Who's out? Show over? Show done. <laughs> do we need one of those like clapper things? Do we go... <laughs> Like that, or do we do the the thing? How do you end the show? Do you just ramble on and you just go? The show's gonna end at some point, but I can see that lighting is still recording, so the show's not done, and I'm just gonna uh, end the show right here, right. But I'm gonna put a stake in the ground, right, a line in the sand, or there's nothing that's going to go beyond this part of the show because, folks, the show is over. Please go home, head to the exits, uh, wait for the lights to come on. Don't trip each other. Hold hands. Uh, look out for your buddy. Buddy systems are good. 
don't uh, don't go home without us. Make sure that you subscribe. Give us five stars. Truck Show Podcast at gmail.com at Truck Show Podcast. And uh, I don't know. What else we got? We done? We're done here, right? That's how you say goodbye right there.